Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? Connor's not here, which <laughs> feels like it should have a Doomsday Clock issue. And at one point there was a Doomsday Clock issue scheduled this week. However, given that we have 13 goddamn books anyway, I'm actually kind of glad the Doomsday Clock got pushed again. Yeah. So he needs to figure out their shipping schedule. I probably did. Yeah, I, I was actually just saying to Matt before we started that the reason why we have so many books is because, I mean, week four has been a, a busier week for a while, but when we say busier, we're talking eight to ten books. We're not talking this many. And the reason for that seems to be that at least four of the books this week were actually books that were meant to be out before this week. Or at least, I don't know if they were all, some of them may have been solicited for this week originally, but at least four of these were not traditionally week four books, and at least two of them are delays. So... You know, take that for what it is, but we ended up with a giant stack. In fact, I was meant to read all 13 of these. I actually cut one. Not that it made that much of a difference in the end, but I did choose one to cull and said, you know what? I'm not reading one. Oh, great. I wish you would have told me that. Because <laughs> I read 14, so I didn't get caught up on Sideways. <laughs> well, don't, don't, I did read Sideways, Matt. It's not Sideways, because you'd feel extra Good. pissed if it was Sideways if you had to catch up. Well, I wouldn't. I'd say you missed yeah. out on a, on a pretty decent last issue. So yeah, so no, uh, it was the last. Yeah, it was the last issue. Of course, I was reading Sideways. Yeah. I like Sideways. Uh, now I I decided not to read Justice League Odyssey because you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's the one I was going to drop. Well, you can drop it for next time, Matt. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, do you know what's funny though see when I decided to drop that I thought I had 12 books I miscounted yeah and then I was annoyed I still had 12 anyway yeah I'm not gonna lie Martian Manhunter was close to being culled as well but I, I promised yeah. to try another issue I promised to try another issue yeah but more on that later yes uh, so so the list of books this week uh, are as follows. Heroes in Crisis, Issue 6, The Flash 65, Detective Comics 999, Action Comics 1008, Wonder Woman 65, Shazam Issue 3, Batgirl 32, Justice League Odyssey Number 6, The Terrifics 13, Silence of 14, Sideways 13, Martian Manhunter Number 3, and finally Freedom Fighters Issue 3. So just, just to clarify which ones were pushed here, Shazam Issue 3 was meant to be last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sideways, I think, was meant to be two weeks ago, and I don't know if they were delayed as such, but at least the last two issues of both Martian Manhunter and Freedom Fighters were not on week four. I think they were either both week three, or one was week three and one was week one, but neither of them were week four the last two issues. So that is why this week is inflated to such a a huge, huge extent. Um, But, I mean, Sideways did finish. We're dropping Odyssey, by the sounds of it. (laughs) So... You know, that's at least two cut from next month, if assuming that everything else ends up. But I mean, Shazam will probably be in a different week again, and yeah, who knows what else. So that's what's coming up. Connor was on vacation this week. He did get back uh, late last night, but he didn't have a chance to read any books. And again, even he had like maybe eleven books to read, so uh, he cannot make the show this week. He'll be back next mm-hmm. week in all his ginger glory. It is is worth mentioning as well, if you're a fan of our other comic show that me and Connor do, Elsewhere in the Multiverse, which does the Marvel books and the indie books, uh, we couldn't record an episode this week because Connor was on vacation. We we were going to try and squeeze it in before he left, but it became unfeasible, mainly because our movie awards that the three of us did uh, (laughs) last Sunday went for about four hours. So that's why that didn't happen. But all the books are just rolling into the next episode, so you can look forward to that this coming week. Uh, luckily, it was a, a quieter week last week, so it's not actually inflating it too much. 
so yeah, is there anything else I should tell us everyone before we before we jump in? Not quite to books. There is one thing to cover before we get to books, but uh, don't worry, Matt. There's not a, there's no news per se. As long as there's no sales figures too, I'll be good. No, it's sales. It's exactly sales figures. That's the one thing we have. <laughs> this is the worst week of my life. <laughs> I know for a fact you've had worse weeks, Matt. I I I have witnessed some of the worst weeks. True, but still, hyperbole is a thing that I enjoy. So, <laughs> what's your favorite pastime? I like hyperbole. <laughs> um, all right, so so that's the list of books that are coming up. So bear with us. Uh, but yeah, we do have some sales figures to look at. I, I you know I tried my best to get these for last week. I thought they might have been up for last week's show, and I checked like ten minutes before we recorded, and they still weren't yep. up. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, they got pushed to this week. Uh, but yeah, so to keep in mind uh, that DC had that weird month where they had all of the week four books and week one from December. Mm-hmm. So there was two issues of some stuff that only have one usually, and three right. of some of the double shippers. Uh, so. Yeah, no, number one is Batman Who Laughs issue two. Yeah. I knew that because Scott Snyder had said that they, he had the number one book, I think, a year apart. Like, one of them was Metal last year, mm. and another one was Batman Who Laughs. So, uh, I was going to cheat. No, you'd have to cheat. Yeah. Uh, but that, that was 116,000 copies that sold. Number two was a Marvel number one, if you care to guess. In fact, number two and three are both Marvel number ones. Shoot, what came out that was a number one? It's Captain Marvel. You're right, Captan Marvel Boom. issue one was number two. I know two that because I read it. With 111. Did you like Captain Marvel issue one? Yeah, yeah, she fought a kaiju and Spider-Woman <laughs> was there. It's cool. <laughs> uh, issue two was better. I mean, if that encouraged yeah, you to keep it. Yeah, I, I have it. I haven't downloaded it. I haven't read it yet because uh, I had... Flipping 14 uh, GD yes. books from DC to read. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I like issue one. I thought over, issue one was a little overstuffed, but issue two um, is basically a heart in like a post-apocalyptic world with like a band of resistance fighters. And yeah. it's pretty good. Uh, I like Kelly Thompson though, so I am uh, yeah. swayed to A little bit biased. Yeah. Uh, West Coast Avengers, also really good. Anyway, uh, so number three was another number one from uh, Marvel. They also did a Guardians of the Galaxy issue one. This was uh, Donnie That's Cates. That's right. New series, that's 104,000. Uh, those were both $5 books. In fact, number four is also a Marvel number one. It just never clicked right away because it's not a traditional Marvel character. Oh, it's Conan. There you go, Conan. Uh, uh, with just over 100,000 copies sold <laughs> on that. So. I have three issues of that to read too because I'm there for Jason Aaron. But <laughs> I haven't been that motivated um, to, to jump into it. I don't know. Seems uh, like I should. Connor's been loving it. I am... Um, wasn't for me. I, I read issue one and I'm like, yeah, Jason Aaron's obviously a good, good writer, and but I yeah. just, you know, it's sword and sorcery is not my my bag. So I also I also blame a combination of him and of Connor and Alden for getting me to read and download those uh, Age of the Republic books. Oh yeah, the one shots. Yeah. <sighs> Sometimes I'm way too suggestible. <laughs> Are you playing with a rapper or something, Matt? I, I was, I was getting rid of it. Yeah. Because I was blowing around because I, I have my window open. Because I, I could hear like crack on it. Is that Matt's yeah. mic? I'm like, no, it's something. He's playing with something. Yeah. Um, yep, it just blew over from. I think I opened something over there and I have my window <laughs> open. Because we're, you know, in the desert here, we don't have like regular seasons. We have hot and cold days. And yesterday was a cold day. Today's a warm day. Um, 
So my, my house, I can't turn on the air. So I'm trying to adjust. Yeah. Um, so number number five was Amazing Spider-Man 14 with 91,000. Uh, so that's doing quite well. Uh, an issue 14 for Marvel still in the 90,000s is actually really good. Because yeah. um, I feel like their number ones always drop off quite quickly. Uh, so then we had Batman's 62 and 63 at number 6 and 7 uh, respectively with 90 and 83,000 uh, I wonder is that a notable 7,000 dip there between those two issues well it is the nightmare stuff right yeah. Well, yeah but what's interesting though is that like they order these books in advance and they're both in the same month so it's, it's odd to me that they would dip between yeah. the two issues unless there was maybe like a really good variant for 62 that they ordered more of well, I do know from talking to my uh, comic shop guy, they they talk to the to the regular pull list people. Mm. A lot of people have been down on Batman, so since since post wedding, so it wouldn't surprise me if that was when they finally decided to break up their orders. Yeah, I mean, you I know? I love the cold day stuff, but yeah, Nightmare yeah. is a bit more of a effy. It's real hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, so she so had those two, and then speaking of Tom King, numbers eight and nine were Heroes in Crisis ten and eleven, which both came out in January. With eighty-two thousand and seventy-nine thousand, uh, respectively. Nice. Yeah. So, so Tom King had a little, you know, four-book run there, uh, and then number ten is actually another Marvel number one. Huh. What came out? Which is funny because I, I kind of expect this one to be higher, but I guess it's kind of a, a side book in a way. Is it a mini? No, it's um, it's Tom Taylor. If I press my button, uh, oh, oh, wait, there oh, you wait, go. There you go. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, issue one. Okay. With 78,000 okay. I read that, too. The the first issue is real. It's what I like about Spider-Man. Like, yeah, it's good. not a lot going on. It's him hanging out, helping people in his neighborhood. Uh, issue, right? issue three, which is the last one. Me and Carl have not spoken about it yet. It came out last week. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. He implied that he had words to say about it. It does. It does introduce some really hefty things, which did make me wonder: mm-hmm. Is this already a thing in the Marvel universe, or did Tom Taylor just create this ridiculous idea? <laughs> and I have no idea. But it's good fun, though. The, the, the... Okay. Yeah. So I've I've issued two. I haven't picked up three yet, but they're mm-hmm. they're in backlog. So. Um. And then number eleven, which I don't usually go to eleven with the with the guesses here, but hey, it's a number one from DC, so I'm making you guess it. Huh. Uh, 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 it's not Shazam because two two came out in December, right? So that Christmas cover, so it's not that. Yeah, um, well, two actually came out in January, but you're right. Issue one was like November. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else was a number one? We had one big number one in January for DC. I know. Did I read it? <laughs> oh, you definitely read this. I'm draw- I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Young Justice. Oh yeah, jeez. <laughs> I'm so I'm so into the next issue coming out. I forgot that when they I, come out. I loved it. Did I read it? Uh, <laughs> it's hard to keep them all straight. Uh, but yeah, so that that, that guy had seventy three thousand yeah, copies at number eleven. Uh, so hopefully that sticks around a decent amount. Um, so I mean, hell, I'm buying it physically now. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's another one for the for the pile. Uh, so I just sort of glancing around. Uh, fourteen and fifteen were the two Justice League issues at sixty thousand and fifty nine thousand. Um, Green Lantern at number eighteen that was issue three with fifty four thousand. Detective Comics was nineteen and twenty two with its two issues at fifty three and fifty two thousand. 
So, again, yeah, so, so keeping those numbers really close together, um, it's just that there's enough around that mark that they're split up a little bit with some Marvel books. Yeah. Um, Superman issue 7 was number 25 with 50,000. There's action. Action was 32 with 44,000. Oh. So, keep, keep, actually, there was two action issues, uh, 31 and 32, uh, with 46 and 44,000. Yeah, keep, keep uh, buying action comics, people. It's really good. And, yes, please. Uh, better than not that Superman should be doing any less, but you know, action should be yeah. rivaling it. Yeah, definitely, it's a better book. So, yeah, when people need to read it, Shazam issue two, forty three thousand at number thirty four. Um, hopefully that stays around there. I don't want it to go any lower than yeah. that. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Flash is still at about forty thousand an issue. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, some stuff really low down. Uh, hopefully, I mean, Supergirl's at almost thirty thousand. That's better than it was for a while, actually. I I remember yeah. that being down at like twenty. So that's that's good. That's good. Um, and I know it's not DC, but more people buy X twenty three because it's fantastic. Uh, no. You have been warned. <laughs> so all right, we'll leave that there then, because we have a ton of books to do. Um. And we will be starting with Heroes in Crisis, of course, because mm-hmm. because Heroes in Crisis, the event, the the big thing that's happening, and the first day else, obviously, is Tom King, and uh, it's Mitch Gerrards uh-huh. and Clayman on the art in this issue, mainly Gerrards, but Clayman's still in there a little bit. I I think the first thing I'd say about this is that I I think there's probably too many issues. Yeah, definitely. Because remember, it was supposed to be seven, mm-hmm. right? And then they added the two flanking issues, and then they just made them. They made it nine. Yeah, and um, I, I really wonder if like they've extended it too beyond what it should be because there is some stuff in this that I think is good, but I was really feeling just the because we've had a few of these issues now where it's very fragmented well, between just two or three characters, and it's just kind yeah. of. This was the first one where I really felt like. I don't know if I got a full issue's worth of actual reading material in this one. It, it kind of just felt like little snapshots and i'm like i don't know i felt a little unsatisfied so, as a, as a so comic book for the content of what it was this felt like it would have been the perfect like out of seven issues mm-hmm. this would have been issue four right the right at the midpoint where we have all these questions and then we get this really big bang of an ending right and then the following three issues would be like okay now, now we're moving, but this is issue seven, so it's like, well, what are we doing? Yeah, we've got what eight, two issues left. Um, yeah. So. Um, it's weird. That said, the- I really liked what I read here. Uh, the the content I feel like, narc ruminating about what life is. I never thought I wanted to read something like that. <laughs> I have to like, admit, I felt like that was dragging down the issue a little bit. <laughs> oh, see, I, I really enjoyed it. Just his whole persona, like, persona, his whole idea of life before he was frozen and then life after he was unfrozen and how much different it is and would he trade one for the other uh, and just what that means. And he brings in these different uh, philosophers and their takes on it all while it's playing out. Um, and he's writing a mammoth. That's pretty cool. Like, you know, I'm a sucker for stuff like that. But, uh, and then the Harley and Ivy stuff I really enjoyed. 
their whole relationship in kind of us finding out that Harley wasn't supposed to be there. She like snuck in. Yeah, that was that. I thought that was interesting. I liked their dynamic together. How much they seemed to care about each other yeah. was kind of nice. Uh, I liked that, and obviously the Wally stuff is interesting. It, it does create some interesting paradoxes with what we've seen already because we've actually seen Wally die two ways now. We've not just yep. seen him die once. We've seen him be killed with Harley over the back of the head, and we've seen him be shot by Booster Gold. Here's, now. here's the thing with that though. Uh, so when I read this, I was like in shock because you know Booster's my guy, mm-hmm. and and he's if if he is the one that's done the killings, then he's out there you know running around like a madman through time with with Ted Cord now. Hmm. So I don't think that's what it is. I think there's some creative editing going on here um, with with what, what happened with Wally. Well, one of the big implications right now from the covers is that Wally himself might be the killer. And yeah. if that's the case, then maybe Booster saw him do it. And, like, you it's, know, Wally's, Wally's right. holding Roy after the fact. I don't like that, though. I, don't want, yeah. I, I think I'd rather have Booster Gold be the killer than Wally if, be the killer. Yeah, if, if that's where it's going to go, like... I'm gonna as as a longtime DC fan, it's gonna really upset me. That's that's up there with Rick Grayson. Like, it's probably even worse than Rick Grayson. It's worse. At least that can be saved. Yeah, I think Rick Grayson's easier fixed, and we can just forget yeah. about it forever. And don't get me wrong, we can retcon anything in comics. Just yeah. watch us try, but it, it'll take yeah. more work to retcon this. I just I'm thinking that the idea of this maybe playing into Doomsday Clock, because remember in Doomsday Clock they mentioned what happened at Sanctuary. Hmm. And and if we're going to involve Manhattan and plucking people and with what Booster had said that this is a different Wally, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't want it to be cheap like that because again, we just got Wally back. But at the like I just at least with a whole lot of I don't know. Unless, because obviously one thing I'm thinking is that we've seen two versions. Like, so this is Harley's version of the story yeah. versus Booster's version, which was when when Harley, you know, hit him. Right. Right. That seems likely, given that I think you know Booster did kind of show up behind Harley after she killed Wally in that version as well. Yeah. Um, another thing is that maybe that because one Wally is actually five minutes older, that both actually happened. And you know, when right. Harley comes in, and she sees Booster like she's surprised because she just. Right. <laughs> Wally over the head. I don't think that one's as likely just because again, Booster's in both versions as well. So yeah. I'm not sure. Was, I mean, I like the build up to it. I like the, the alarms going off, and I like Ivy yeah. I'll be back in a minute, kind of thing. Like, there's some Oof. details of that that I I, I enjoy. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the, the most interesting part of this issue was probably the idea that Wally, when he comes back from, from you know rebirth, is he feels like everyone's like, oh, you're the hope of the DCU, kind of like what we were saying in real life. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but I lost my family. I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard to have hope when you're not happy about it. And I, and I like that. And a lot of people are saying this is shitting all over Johns and Rebirth. And I don't think that's necessarily true. Because to me, this is just the next part. You know, however it plays out and I don't like. It's the next part of Wally's story. So you can be all hopeful. But then when you get there and it's not what you thought it was, you know, that right there is the struggle. And I like that. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with this being a plot development in the sense that it makes sense that Wally has is having trouble dealing with that. Um, yeah. to, to, to me, the way I'm, I'm kind of reading this element of it is that, yeah, we've not actually fixed anything yet. Wally represented hope when he came back, but ultimately 
he could never be be who he was without his family, you know, because that's still erased and he remembers it. And he kind of represents us because, in a weird way, how Wally's feeling because his family's not here is exactly how we feel about the DC Universe uh, in a New right. 52 world. And to an extent right now, uh, some people more than others, but, you know, it's hard not to read this and be, like, depressed and be like, can we fix all this, please? Yeah. And I know, like, I don't think King is an idiot. I think King knows what he's doing with how he's making us mm-hmm. feel. Um, the question is, is what is the resolution to this? Is he allowed to have a satisfying resolution to this? Uh, and even if it doesn't, is the plan to then fix whatever we end up with here at the end of Doomsday Clock? If Doomsday Clock's going to fix anything at all? I don't know. But... No, I, I definitely think this is like its own, like outside of some reverberations we felt through the price and um, and in, in Green Arrow. I do think this ties itself up in a little bow. Like, yeah, there might be a little bit of threads that go on with certain characters. Like, maybe Booster, whenever we see him again, he has some emotional scars from whatever happened, or he's locked up because he is the perpetrator. Uh, but I do feel like at the end of this, it's going to leave it kind of like, well, Sanctuary happened, but it was self-contained. And yeah. then they caught it. I mean, I can still see it being undone by the end. Yeah. Um, I think the most likely scenario for me now is that at the end there's just going to be that small moment of hope that somehow everyone's going to come back. Like, uh, you remember how at the end of like Batman R.I.P. there was just that one? No, that wasn't yep. R.I.P. It was the end of uh, Final Crisis. There was that one page of like just like the, someone in a cave, but you see the shadow of the bat, and it was like, mm-hmm. okay, he's really not dead. There's someone you know yep. he's out there somewhere. I feel like it'll probably be that knowing that the end of Doomsday Clock or whatever is coming. Mm-hmm is going to bring people back. I'm, I'm expecting Brightest Day 2 mm. Electric Boogaloo, basically, uh, uh, at yeah. some point. Because Ivy's not staying just, dead. I'll tell you that right now. There's no way yeah, Ivy's staying Ivy's dead. Yeah, Ivy's too important to the to Harley. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I really loved here, is that it felt like Harley's conflicted. Because we get this a lot by, depending on who writes them, like, Harley and Ivy have, like, a thing, but Harley still has feelings for Joker. It's very complex. And here, Tom King hit that all in a couple of pages. Oh, yeah, she's, she's you know, killing like, Joker over and over again. Yeah, and, and on the hollow deck, basically. Yeah. And they're bringing up different versions of him, and he's telling these really lame jokes, and and Ivy's taking a lot of joy in in killing him, you know, with the different vines and plants and stuff, which I also like because that, that gives us a peek into her psychology of either this is her girlfriend or her best friend, however they're choosing to portray it, this guy is toxic for her. So of course mm. she takes pleasure in, in getting rid of him. Uh, and I just, again, it's, it's all very, I don't want to say subtle cause it's, it's not that subtle, but it's, there's not a clear cut answer. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, just to piggyback back on the, you said Ivy's too important to Harley. I'll go one more cynical step as to why Ivy's not yeah. staying dead. Ivy's far too popular and sells too much merch to stay dead. Yeah, <laughs> is, that's true too. is the more harsh truth of the matter. That's true. Uh, which is why I think she's actually safer than Wally is long term. But you know, obviously, I'm 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 rooting for my boy Wally. I'm rooting for some yeah, some sense to prevail in I the mean, DC offices. I mean, Pete, you're talking about three of my favorite characters being forever changed by this event: <laughs> Booster, Wally, and Ivy. Like, you know. It's, it's heavy, but again, I really enjoyed the narc stuff. Um, I know you thought it was kind of, you know, it, it put the brakes on the story and yeah, kind of I mean, drug it. It was okay. It just it kind of felt like, 
at this point i'm done with these random side tangents with characters that are not part yeah. of the main story because we did this a few times we had like blue jay and we had a couple of characters hotspot uh, lagoon boy yeah lagoon boy we had a few yeah. of them in the first like two or three issues and it was fine to introduce the idea of sanctuary i think at this point no now that we're, we're post like the plot swerve of okay wally's body's five days too old or um you know lois has got getting these these tapes and these secrets about sanctuary like and the story's broke now that we're at this point in the story i'm kind of done with the random side tangents of all these minor characters who ultimately might not really factor yeah. into the plot that much whereas harley and wally are key to what's going on they're the, they're the main yeah. focus was i almost wish these were kind of tie-ins of these side stories of what was going mm. on at sanctuary so it kind of builds out the story and if you didn't want to read them you kind of wouldn't have to I could, I, you know, I could see that. I could see. I, I don't know if I one shot because I don't know if anyone's buying a Heroes in Crisis yeah. Narc issue one, but I could see yeah. like a collection, you know, like Narc Lagoon Boy and Hotspots, like, yeah. and that could be under Heroes in Crisis uh, Case Files or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I think that would have been fine because again, I'm enjoying the content. I just, I, I agree that the the pace is really off right now, and after the last issue ended with how it ended. And then we really don't pick up with Booster at all this issue. Yeah, and now well, we have to wait. For, yeah, because for me, the revelation about Wally's body was the biggest thing at the end of last issue. Yeah. It felt like a turning point in the series. And this kind of felt like it just went back into like the early issue mode, and that was kind of yeah. frustrating. Because I, I compare it to um, Mr. Miracle, like Tom King's other work, which we all praised. And I think almost every issue of that is very standalone and memorable in, in its own way. You can see, okay, that's that issue. It's the issue where the where he finds out she's pregnant and they're going through the vents to, to you know, like yeah. it, each issue is like this perfect kind of story on its own. I don't think this issue in my head, you know, a couple of months from now, I'm going to be able to really differentiate yeah. between, you know, before and after it really. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I agree. What'd you think of Gerard's art or Gerard's? I was afraid I'd have to pronounce Garads, it. Garads. It's a hard G. Garads. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to criticize you for it because I, I said no. soft G until I heard Tom King say it once and I was like, okay, Yeah, it's a hard G. I just, it's, it's, I read it one way, but when it comes out of my mouth, it always sounds weird. So I always question myself, you know, right before it comes out. But uh, I know, I've seen a lot of people, I don't want to say complaining, but saying that, that his work seemed a little bit like sketchy or rough, but. I really enjoyed it. It was a nice change of pace for man. Um, especially because we were talking about some of the overt sexualization yeah. and some of the early issues with man. There's a page with Harley and Ivy and they're drawn like actual people, like their proportions and the way they're dressed. Like we were talking about uh, boob socks, right? Yeah, yeah. And they didn't have that look at all. You know, like no, that's true. That's uh, true. Um, because this is the thing. Clayman's so actually a really good artist. There was just a yeah. couple of choices with the female characters that really stuck yeah. out on a couple of issues. Oh yeah, we you we both agreed that it was kind of skeezy. It yeah. felt a little. And here, I felt like it was this very intimate moment between Harley and Ivy, but it wasn't played that way. It was played very like, no, this is just a peek into, to two people having an intimate moment. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, it was it was, it was so, played like an intimate. The, the, the art yeah. lent itself to the intimacy of the moment. It didn't feel yeah. like it was distracting from it. No, no, no. They are, no, yeah. I played the art. I didn't really have any so, problems with it. So while, while it wasn't as clean and as crisp as some of the stuff we've seen out of him, like in Batman, like he did um, he did the rooftop stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. With rooftops and, and then with all of uh, Mr. Miracle. But I felt like it fit, especially the caveman stuff with Narc. 
I felt like that heavy scratchiness and rawness really matched there. Um, but then when it came time to tell modern day stuff, I thought his Wally looked good, uh, his Harley and Ivy, uh, and then I'm trying to think of some of the other characters. Booster. Like that last panel with Booster and Harley, well, not the very last, but the last one that he draws with the surprise and stuff. I thought that was a really well-done moment. Yeah, actually, I really like the pages all white with Wally kind of reaching his hand mm-hmm. through it, saying, wait, slow down, which, you know, yeah. could be taken multiple ways. Is he saying, wait, slow down, because he's, like, going to kill someone, or is he saying, wait, right. slow down, because he's trying to, like, help whoever's there in front of him? Right. We don't get to see who it is. Um, right. So, but I like that page a lot. It had, had this... Uh, also, if rewarding. it is Wally, like, I just had this thought, and he snaps because he's lonely, mm-hmm. I want a really good reason. And as of right now, I can't think of any. Like, I get that loneliness is a big, big thing, especially in modern day with everyone's kind of compartmentalized with social media and their devices and whatnot. But enough to, to go on a killing spree, I, I don't... I need to see the story there, you know? Yeah, ho- hopefully if it is, they somehow justify it. And even if they justify it, I won't necessarily like it as a development. Yeah. What it does to the character for the next several years or whatever yeah. but um but we'll, we'll see we'll see where it goes i i i'm hopeful because the issue nine covers really teasing it and i'm hoping yeah. that because it's really teasing it on the cover that it's actually a swerve it's not really going to go down yeah. that route um so we'll see you know is, is it wally from a different universe is it a, a wally from <laughs> like you yeah. know whatever so no so I, i'm mixed in the issue overall i i think the the pacing here really felt weird especially after we left the last issue and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it stands out enough on its own as an issue with its own story, but it does have some great, great moments, and there's some great character little beats in there. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. What are you rating them at? I guess, I guess is what I'm getting. So to. I'm, I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm, I'm pretty high on this issue. I've okay. Yeah, I again, I like the ruminations and and you know, but the pacing is a big problem. But I, I really like the art, and I don't want to say it's an upgrade. It's just it's a nice change. Yeah, it kind of refreshing things. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. <laughs> that that was air pressure yeah. shut my door. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I thought it was one of the dogs. <laughs> it was oh. like uh, slamming the door. Matt's not paying attention to me. How dare he? Here's a crisis. I will. <laughs> oh, random noises coming from the. Yeah, at a break, I'm gonna have to shut my window because yeah. the wind's kicking out. So. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I'm going to have to go six point five. I was going to go seven, but I just I I, I think I'm just I'm feeling murky in the pacing right now, and I think because of that, I have to go with the, the six point five. But it's uh, you know I'm, yeah, it's it's maybe a little bit too long. I I'm obviously we'll get two issues left. We'll see how it ends up in what April. That's the last issue, April. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But. But yeah, I saw over social media and in our group and stuff. A lot of people were kind of down on this issue, and I get it. So um, I shouldn't be shouldn't be surprised. But yeah, no, I I like the thing more than most. So we yeah you know, we have a quick break about every thirty minutes in the recording. Not really to do it. I mean, sometimes we'll go to the bathroom or whatever or get yeah. a drink. But mainly it's just so that it's just good practice to cut your recordings out a little chunk. So you know, if you lose something, you're losing the last twenty minutes instead of the whole thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so I just had to check my phone between uh, Connor. Yeah on facebook just said okay i'm actually not sure i want to bother finishing heroes in crisis so he clearly did not like this issue he's obviously reading books right now <laughs> uh, he um 
He's really all over the place sometimes. He's the he's the ginger degrader, as, as someone yeah, has true. named him. He's, he's been coined. But hey-ho. Hey-ho. Uh, we'll Where did he on. say this at? Uh, 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 thread. Comics thread. Okay. So, oh, I haven't commented there yet, so I'm not getting updates. Ah, oh, it's the start of the month. That's yeah. right. It's a new thread. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, uh, actually, I was going to count down it again. Uh, <laughs> next up. I forgot yeah. we were on the show already. All right. <laughs> Next up there, uh, we have The Flash issue 65, which is the final part of The Price, which is kind of tying into Heroes in Crisis. And this mm-hmm. is uh, obviously Joshua Williamson writing with Rafa Sandoval on the art. He's been doing The Flash issues, whereas we had Gillian March, unfortunately, on The Batman issues. So the art's better again, uh, back back up to the Sandoval standard, which is not amazing for Flash, but it is much better than Gillian March. So t- take that for what you will. Yeah, so so not that great. It felt like here, some of the art choices were really, really off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that seems to be this entire arc. Uh, everything seems really, really off. Yeah. That's, do you know what's funny? Like, I think one of the things we said last issue, maybe the last two issues of this crossover, mm-hmm. is that anything dealing with the Flash and him him coping with Wally's death and the Flash cast of characters yep. tended to be pretty solid. But the Batman side of things felt a bit more murky and less yeah. I don't know f- formed I guess uh, Gotham yeah. Girl being the major part of that and I kind of came out of this feeling the same like, I, I think the Flash stuff in this issue maybe some of the flash best Flash stuff yet Irish slapping Batman was actually very enjoyable I'm sure you loved it <laughs> oh I love that I love I love uh, Barry at the end mm. telling him the difference between me and you yeah and, because they get into uh, a, a really heat because I, I actually I like yeah. this scene at the end a lot they get into this fight uh, tensions get high and you know Barry you know, he says oh maybe we shouldn't bring people into this life because we, we, we just keep getting them killed and I like this because both of these characters do have a lot of family characters they have a lot of sidekicks yeah. they have a lot of younger versions that kind of thing and you know Wal- uh, Barry says something on the lines of oh what's another dead Robin and Batman hits out with well at least I didn't forget my partner existed and I'm like damn Bruce <laughs> And I want to look at Bruce and go, that's not fair, man. You're punching below the belt there because yeah. Batman is responsible for a couple dead Robins. However, you know? however, however, as much as I was about to stick up for Barry, I'm like, wait a minute. Flashpoint was kind of Barry's fault. Oh, kind of. It definitely was. I say kind of because Manhattan and co, I mean, we, we, there's more facets here that we don't there's quite more, get. There's more going to be there, but... Yeah. Thawne was at play there and was manipulating Barry, mm-hmm. you know? So that said, again, Bruce hitting way below. Like he could have said any number of things, Yes. you know, or, you know, go run and hide or whatever. So had Barry punched him out, I would, I'm like, well, that's what you get. Like run your mouth, get dropped. Like that's it. Uh, but yeah, I love that scene, and it should come as no surprise. Yeah, because Batman really comes off as a as a right dick. He comes in it. He comes in at full speed force, and then he's got to punch Batman in the face, and he stops at the last second, like he's uh-huh. punch, you know, fist is right in front of his face, uh-huh. and he's like, "I could hit you anytime I wanted to," but you know, yeah. like it's it's a good moment. I mean, sure, like it's, it's annoying that everyone's like depressed and like, angry right now. <laughs> it's making well, for frustration. This is what I like over the arc with Williamson is. He really went out of his way to show at the beginning of this, mm. like Barry and Bruce are actually really good friends. Yeah. They both respect each other. 
So at the point where they're both ready to kill each other at the end because of oh, the Oh, kills a bit far, but... <laughs> well, when I say kill, I mean, like, yes. they're ready to, to throw down with each other. And you, you've never really seen that with Clark and Bruce, right? Like, the respect's always there. Like, you know that Bruce wouldn't have said anything like that to Clark, you know, or, or vice versa. So the fact, like, now we're at this point because of Gotham Girl and, and what happened at Sanctuary... I thought that was a nice arc. Yeah. It might be my favorite thing about this arc because the rest of it, I feel, was just we were, we were spinning our wheels yeah. while uh, filling some time. I'll be honest. I, I When Gotham Girl looked like she was going to die and they try to save her, I was ready yeah. for her to die and I was expecting it. And I thought, that's okay. She's kind of, at this point, I don't really care yeah. about her. Uh, but then they saved her and put in her tank and like, I'm going to train her and let her be a hero now because if she's going to do it, then I might as well train her to do it properly. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I like Batman's reasoning that, you know, that's kind of always been his thing, but you know what, at this, after this story, like, she doesn't seem to remember what she did or why she did it. No, which is and weird. That's, that's cheap to me. Yeah. Like, that, she has no agency in what's going on, and that makes everything she did, it doesn't matter. And it makes, yeah, you and, know? and all of her complaints about being a character, sure, it kind of fixes that in a weird way, but... Yeah. It's not satisfying. There's ways to do this. There's ways to, like, oh, there's like a puppeteer behind the scenes, right? There's ways yeah. to do that and make it work. I don't think it worked here. Oh, no, it definitely didn't because they even say that, like, oh, whoever gave her that super venom, you know, they're they're the ones that are in charge of here. What's their bigger play? And it was like, well, you had everything right there. You know venom changes things. Like, yeah. there's been stories where Batman's gotten a hold of venom and it's completely made him, like, psychotic. So all she had to do was apologize and go, oh, I just wanted my brother back, and I know I messed up. Because at the end of the day, nobody really got, like, yeah, the Flash Museum got trashed, but no one really got that hurt, you know? So yeah. I, I I can see her apologizing, and then that's on Flash and Batman. Jo- like, jo- all right, well, you, you especially need to be trained. Joe's especially murky about this is that at the start of this story, I just assumed, okay, Bane's behind this because we know she's yeah. cahooting with Bane in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. At the end of the story, I'm not even convinced it is Bane. I, like, it feels yeah. murky, like, are they implying someone else did this to her and, like, it's unconnected I'm, with the Bane stuff? I Well, maybe unconnected, but I'm feeling it has more to do with The Flash. And we had that whole, uh, the person that got out of the prison that Commander Cold's worried about. Yeah, I could see that. You know what I mean? From the future. I'm feeling that has more to do with it than Bane. But then that kind of goes against that panel that we got with, with all the villains standing there, and it makes me feel like it's more. Um, so what I'm looking for? Hypothetical, not hypothetical, mm. but they weren't all really standing there. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Like it was just a representation of, of what's going to go on with Batman. So um, that that'll feel cheap if that's the case, because it, it felt like such a, a clear like here all these people are in yeah. here. Right, but if that's the case, then then. Wouldn't have this messed up Bane's whole plan? Like, I'm just looking at the interior logic here. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this isn't Bane that has yeah. anything to do with this. I, I think right. this is someone else so, who's taking Gotham Girl and done this. But remember, Gotham Girl's on that page with Bane and all the other villains. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's my, my complaint yeah. is that I feel like this right. is this is a third party who's taking Gotham Girl from that situation and gave her the super vent. I mean, I, I, and no, before anyone says anything, I realize I'm saying that Venom's involved and it's not right. Bane who's, in, who's done it. But I don't understand why Bane would want the Flash Museum to be trashed. I don't understand right. why Bane would care about any of this. And so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if Bane is a mastermind in all this, don't you think he would have, like, he would have taken a little bit more interest in Gotham Girl, right? And been like, 
well, this might mess up my plan. Or, so I just feel like King oh. and uh, Williamson maybe missed something here. Or, or unless, know, like, unless the point is that because at the end this teases you're the villain, right? So you're the villain yeah. seems to be it's going to be more of an event than we thought it was, just based right. on the ending of this. I'm wondering, like, what if, like, whatever Ben and all the cronies he's got in in Batman is actually somehow feeding into what you're the villain is going to be. Um, right. In which case, okay, then maybe it does sync up and. You know, the reason why Gotham Girl was attacking the Central City or the Flash Museum is because of someone else's interests. Like, is there some sort of secret society that Bane's a part of or something? I don't know. Right. Like, I'm... I'm, I'm yeah. Like, because... So, I mean, I like the stuff... Iris leaving for a bit because she can't handle everything that happens around Barry right. because, yeah, you know... Yeah, fairly... Or very... Uh, very um, understandable. Yeah, like, this is, what I like about this is I think, like, you know, 30 issues ago in The Flash... If, like, Barry and Iris, when they were starting to maybe, like, get close again, if she'd mm-hmm. run off because she got mad at him, I'd, I'd have complained. There was, like, oh, are we doing this again? Yeah. I think Wally dying and this being connected to, like, Flash and Batman and everything they do mm-hmm. is actually enough of a justification for me where it feels very natural that she would want to get away from him for a while. I hope yeah. we don't... I, ho- I hope we still see her. I hope we still get to see what she's doing when she's, when she's away from yeah. him. But... It makes sense to me to have her because she has been very attached to what he's, what Barry's been up to recently in the books. So she mm-hmm. went on the trip with him. She's been helping him. Um, so, but it makes sense to me that she wants time away from him, and you know, it it may make the eventual reunion that much sweeter when you know everything yeah. clicks together. But oh no, I get it. Her like I, I just need some time for me, and you, you go to you, which is nice too because now we're gonna get you know, hopefully we get back to to Barry in Iron Heights figuring all this stuff out. You know, because. Yeah. Because that's still going on. Like last month, before this started, Commander Cold and uh, what's the detective's name? Burns. Jeez, oh, Burns. You know they they were stuck in the the tricksters plot. Do I know? And stuff. Do I know why I've never forgotten her name? It's because the issue I learned it was because it was a heat wave issue. Heat wave. Yeah. That's right. Uh, um. So you know. So hopefully we can double down on some of that because that's the stuff I'm really enjoying in Flash. As much as I like Barry and and Iris's relationship. It is kind of in a holding pattern, and mm. the stuff with with Wally is really a good place to change it up. So the epilogue, then we have to talk about the epilogue mm-hmm. that teases this year of the villain. So Batman's looking at a wall of a bunch of heroes. We have who, who, who am I looking at here? Uh, Adam. Oh, who's the second person in that that image? Let me let me let me pull this up. Oh, it's Martian Manhunter, I think. Isn't Martian Manhunter? Uh, that's Green Arrow, Hawkman, Hawk Girl. I don't know who that is. Mr. Miracle, Plastic Man, Damien's in there. Wonder Woman. Well, Sorry? <laughs> well, Damien, of course, is, is there. He's yeah. very untrustworthy. Yeah, you got Donna, uh, Flash, Hal, Cyborg. Is that Black, Black Lightning? Lightning? Yeah, I think it's Black Lightning. And then... Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know who that at the end of the second row is. I see Zatanna in the third row. Yeah, Batwoman's there. Guy Gardner's there. I think that's Shazam there, Swamp Thing, maybe Booster Gold, Blue Beetle. Yeah. So uh, there's actually people at the sides as well, but that, that's the main wall. If I, yeah, even Batgirl's on the, the side. Jessica Cruz is on one of them as well. Wait, there's 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 two boosters. And the, the one, unless the one next to Zatanna is not... Oh, that's Animal Man. Never mind. Yeah, that's not... You're thinking that because of the, 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 the mask that goes around the, his head. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um... Anyway, so he's looking at this big wall and he's talking to someone that we can't see yet, right? It's just, you know, these bubbles are just floating. Yeah. And he's basically, I'm going to just read this again, just to say this out loud, right? 
We've saved yeah. the multiverse a dozen times at least. And 11, you missed one by my count, blah, blah, blah. So, this is different. You don't know him like I do. He could have gotten to anyone, turned them. We need to investigate everyone who hasn't acted like themselves in the last few months. So, first of all, who's him? Is he talking about Bane? Has Bane gotten to someone? Is it spinning out of that? No. I don't know. Um, we don't know who we can trust. And then, you know, we turn the page and it turns out he's Superman he's talking to. And he's like, oh, we should go to the Barry. We should go to the Flash because he can help us investigate. And Batman, you know, isn't willing to answer the question. You don't think we can trust the Flash? And that's kind of what we end on is his hesitation. Um, I, I, I guess that means Batman thinks he's been acting out of character because that's what he says is that we have to yeah. look at who's been acting differently in the last few months. Yeah. Um, I don't think it is the Flash. Whoever the mole, if, if someone does turn out to be a mole or someone who's been turned or yeah. flipped, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know who's going to be. Barry. Barry now. Yeah. I'm going to go out and look here. I'm going to say that it's no one who has a book. <laughs> yeah, that's my first guess. That, that's a safe bet. That's yeah. a safe bet. It's someone who doesn't have a book. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we saw in there like, like I don't want them to do this to Animal Man, but Animal Man's a sort of character where it's like, yeah, they can probably get away with doing it to Animal Man, and no one's going to complain that much. Yeah, but or even Hawkman. You could kind yeah. of do it with Hawkman, but that would be out of character in his book, although not really, because it involves multiverses and time streams, and, you know, I wouldn't like to see it, but I could see it. Yeah, up um, until now, like, you're the villain, we were like, what is this? Is it a mini? Is it one shot? It's what's yeah. happening. It seems to be actually an event that's happening later in the year. Uh, it says in the near future, yeah. it's uh, presumably this will be starting after the end of both Heroes and Crisis and Doomsday Clock, which yeah. is nice. I mean, it means you know they're, they're wrapping those up before they start the next thing, uh, unless you're yeah. counting Deceased, but Deceased is out of continuity, so I wouldn't. Um, yeah. So, we'll see what this is. I mean, you know, we can't trust one of the Justice League members. Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. We'll see who's writing it, for a start. Like... Mm-hmm. Is it Williamson because he's teasing it, or is it is it King because it's maybe relating more to his story, or is it just someone else entirely? Uh, who knows? But uh, it does make that that uh, free comic book day issue a lot more curious. Yeah. To see what see what that's setting up. Um, in fact, we may even get an announcement this month because uh, WonderCon. They might even do a big yeah. blowout and say, "Hey, you're the villains yeah, coming." Month. Yeah. It's a, it's a mystery, even though Heroes in Crisis was kind of just a mystery as well, but it's a different kind of mystery. This is a an espionage style mystery. Uh, huh. All right, that was the prize. I mean, I, I think this is probably the best of the four issues because of all the Barry and Batman stuff, and because yeah. of the Irish stuff. So it's probably my favorite. The Gotham Girl stuff, though, by this point, I couldn't give a shit about. I was I was just lost on it. Yeah, she's kind of a a, a lost character as yeah. far as I'm concerned. So, but hey, uh, that is that is the last part of the prize. Matt, Matt, what are you giving the issue? Uh, I'm giving a seven. Like the art was kind of, yeah, it was fine, but not nothing great, and had some really good moments. But overall, it's kind of just like I said, spinning its wheels yeah. while Batman gets back to normal and, and Flash gets back to normal. I think I'm going to agree and give it a seven, which is actually point five higher than Heroes in Crisis. And the reason mm-hmm. why I'm justifying that is because I think the emotion of the Barry Bruce stuff and the Iris stuff actually worked better than what some of Heroes in Crisis did, even though the the Gotham Girl stuff itself was a. Uh, uh, weaker. This had more of a finite point. It made more of an emotional impact by the end. So, I'm going to go with that. So, numbers. that's a 7 out of 10 for me. Uh, which will take us on to Detective Comics 999. Peter Giotomassi writing Doug Mankey on the art. This is the, you know, obviously the, the last issue before the 
1000th issue and it ends this arc. So, if you remember our confusion over the last issue, uh, mm-hmm. because it ended with, out of nowhere, everything fell away as if it was a computer simulation and there was this kid version of Batman. And we all went, what the hell is going on? What is this shit? <laughs> right? And uh, this issue is, is the end of the, the, the arc and it explains it. So, every year on his birthday... Batman has been putting himself into this simulation, uh, and the point of it is to is to kill himself. And uh, in, in the sense, it's very symbolic. He he buries the child version of himself. The idea that he lost his childhood the moment his parents were killed, and he's willingly do, giving it up. And even the kid version was like, no, no. So many other people have had childhoods because you didn't have yours. Uh, it's this thing, and like I don't even hate this issue on its own. This this issue, the idea itself doesn't annoy me. My problem with this issue is that I don't feel they set up this reveal at all before it happened. There, there's zero. Because when Leslie Tompkins died early on in this, it didn't feel right. Like, it didn't feel like there was this big emotional moment with her dying. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first moment I felt like it was off. And I was like, all right, who knows? Um, but then this, it just kind of lands with a thud. And I don't even like this, like the symbology of this like the whole arc's called mythology so, so and symbology is that even a word <laughs> yeah no it is i've seen da vinci code okay you know, i thought it was symbolism but you're gonna go <laughs> yeah but like him burying the young version of himself and just like him yelling gotham needs me and i was just like everything i don't like about batman in one place um and just the whole fight against himself and replaying the, the year one scenario with the bell. Yeah. How many times have we seen that now? I know. It's, you know? it's, it's been a lot. Like, I, like, I, like, this is the thing. Like, back the first couple of issues of the arc, I quite liked. And I thought, mm-hmm. uh, I thought Leslie's death actually was handled fairly well. I thought it was like a death that worked because it had some impact because of who she is. But she's not a big enough character that it was like, oh man, they're breaking all the comic book rules by killing her. So it kind of worked for me, and then I thought the second issue, when like then the the mansion and then Zorro shows up and like attacks Alfred, I liked that issue a lot. I was really on board with that issue, and then it kind of started to dip, and then we got to the you know the the Mister Miracle one, which was just a one giant escape sequence, which was kind of just because Batman, and then the Etrigan issue last time was just really bad, uh, with the, the the twist at the end that you know what the hell's going on. So yep. for for me like. My problem is at the start of this arc, there's nothing about it that felt like there's there's something not genuine, that there's we're in a simulation, we're not in the real world or whatever. And I liked it when it was a real story. I liked Zoro showing up when it was a real mystery. Who who is this? What's going on? The 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 revelation that we're in just some sort of matrix program this entire time bugs the shit out of me. And I'm going to, you know, as much as I've not been loving Nightmares and Batman, I'm going to give it some credit because from the first issue of that arc, it felt like mm-hmm. this isn't real. It's intentionally giving us the feeling that right. we're in something. Even if you're not loving what it's doing, it's like, it's making it very clear that we're not in the real world, that there's something going yep. on. And it does that with every issue. It's gotten more and more, you know, uh, obvious with each issue. This, it was like nothing for four issues. And then the end of last issue, it was just like, Boom. Here's this what the F ending, and it's like okay. I just I, yeah, I, I, it's not satisfying. And just for him to be doing for Tomasi to be doing this at the same time as King is doing something similar. I don't know, like 
what are the editor's jobs if not to try to clear that up it's, yeah it's weird you know i, I don't i don't so, get it and don't get me wrong like i'm glad it's done and you know bruce goes and takes leslie to dinner at the end and i just kind of groan because i felt like obviously i didn't expect her to stay dead forever but like i just felt like ah uh, like uh, <laughs> like that I just yeah. I, I felt really kind of eye roll at the end of this, and I wasn't really digging it. Um, I, I hate to say it, but as much as I loved the first two issues of this arc and enjoyed the third issue well enough, it it, it just it tanked for me. And yep. th- th- I mean, this was better than the last issue because it was just dealing with it and just telling me what was happening. Whereas last issue, the 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 moment at the end just made me angry. That this didn't make me angry. I was just kind of like, mm. as I say, uh like the entire I had, time I, I groaned i was like oh like all right like it was it was basically because batman like and i just don't like him running a simulation every year to bury his childhood like i don't know i know it's just one of those concepts that i don't like that much either i i feel like you know like well, we're going to aid 1000 we'll see what tomasi's doing post 1000 yeah. and obviously we're going to keep reading a bit Tomasi for me is a writer who I'm, I'm kind of lukewarm on now. Like he can do yeah. good stuff, but honestly, like he's he's got just as much bad, if not more of it, than he does good yeah. now at this point. He's kind of reverse Abnet in that for me, where I hear Abnet's coming to a book, I'm like, oh okay, and then I usually end up liking it, like Silencer, right? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like that first issue, so I didn't read it. But then you guys talked about how how good it had gotten, so I caught back up, and and I'm enjoying it. And then I feel Tomasi's where I'm like, oh, cool, Tomasi's taking over tech. Cool, what's he going to have in store? And then it's this, and I'm like, oh, crap. But then I read Adventures of the Super Sons, and I'm enjoying it. So yeah. he's, he's really all over the place. Yeah, he really is. It's hard to predict if I'm going to like his stuff. Now, at least this arc is done, and it doesn't feel like... This yeah. is not the sort of thing where, like... We have to keep coming back to this or, or in the next like several arcs of his run. Mm-hmm. Like this, well, otherwise it can be forgotten completely. But it doesn't have to be brought up again. <laughs> like we've no. done it now. It's, it's, no. you know, it's ended. There's no staking about other than him kind of retelling Batman's origin and why he's good at everything. You know, like hmm. other than that. But th- there's no, there's no like indication about Arkham Knight coming or anything. Like we kind of thought this might yeah. have been heading towards, and that was kind of disappointing. But yeah, this this one was a big whiff, and for it to be nine 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 too, like you kind of want something a little bit more meaningful, yep. right before a thousand. So yeah, yeah, I was was I wasn't feeling it. I, I really wasn't. I, I obviously I hope I hope it picks up again after. Although yeah. you know I got the the the, the physical. Uh, yeah. I have been. I'll get the physical one thousand. I think I'm going digital afterwards because at this yep. point I'm not trusting Tomasi. I don't think I can trust them. Yep, I already I told my shop to take this off my pull list. I'll read it digitally, but um, I just give me a thousand, and then I think I'm gonna stop because I need I need the space, especially if it's gonna keep double shipping after a thousand. Like, it is indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what are you giving Detective Nine Nine Nine? Uh, it's a six. Like. The monkey's art was fine. I think we didn't really talk about that. Like, yeah, but he's been fine. Good. And credit but, to but him, the stories. He, he he did the whole arc. You know, he did like six issues yeah. in a row. So credit there for yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah, the the overall story I wasn't really big on and just unfulfilling. Because yeah. I, I quite like that two page spread of all the bat suits. You know, when he gets up, yeah. you know, you see like the original through 
you know, mm-hmm. recent times. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, I guess the thinking here behind the scenes was probably like, oh, we'll do an arc that's just about the nature of Batman getting into 1000, right? The idea that we'll recap the history of Batman yeah. before we hit 1000. Yeah. yeah. Better ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me what they are. I'm not a writer. I'm not, I'm not on my job to <laughs> come up with them. I'm just saying this was not the best way of doing it. So we'll uh, move on then to Action Comics 1008. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis, Steve Epting on this book. Leviathan Rising Part 2. Um, so, you know, I feel kind of bad because I've, I've been kind of middling to... I mean, did I rate Detective, actually? I don't think I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you didn't. And then, um, Detective Comics, I will give... 5.5. So, I've been kind of middling uh, to negative, kind of, here, right? I mean, sure, sure. I, I mean, I didn't rate Heroes and Christians Flash that low, but... Uh, there were, you know, there was a lot of caveats. There was a lot of here's what I don't like about it, kind of thing. Uh, so I'm happy to say I have nothing but praise for this book. <laughs> Action yeah. Comics was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I waited it. all week to save this for last. Yes. And after after 14 books, I was so relieved that I got to the end and was like, "Well, no, now I need 09 right yeah. right now. I need to know what's happening," which Did- has been a theme with this book since Ben just took it over. Director Bones, first of all, I love seeing Director Bones, uh, and I, I love that he was set up in Supergirl just you know last year, yep. and now you know he's, he's here in Action Comics. Adam Strange has been brought in potentially to be hired I, by him. <laughs> I love the idea that that Bendis likes Adam Strange because remember when Earth disappeared in Superman. Yep. It was Adam Strange that made the call. I it, want to report a missing planet. And it's kind of reference because he mentions, you know, after what happened yeah. with Zod, and he's like, "What happened with Zod? Yeah. Oh, it's a long story." And like that's interesting. And we've got Sam Lane meeting up with Amanda Waller at a theater, and she's got like face yeah. text. She's got the Mission Impossible kind of like yeah. fake face. And yeah. like, hey, something's happening, you know, uh, you know, because obviously Waller's uh, team get attacked last issue, yeah. and at the start of the issue, it's the DEO who get wiped out by this big blue light jellyfish thing, as Clark yeah. describes it. And then, you know, so they, they meet up and they're talking about this and then they realise that, hey, you never called this meeting? No, did I? Shit, we need to get out of here. And it's them trying to leave for the exit and this hulking figure, we don't get to see who it is, we just see like the, sort of the, the silhouette, yep. essentially, coming through the fog. Yep. And the building gets gets blown up and, you know, we, I'm at Waller and, and Lane are like fighting for their lives. And then Waller shoots Lane and it has his shield, he's got like a, you know, a fancy tech thing on yeah she sacrificed him yeah so she can get away yeah she 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 downs him so she can escape yeah it's a thing it's like if you're ever being chased by a bear you just have to outrun the person you're with yeah Yeah. you don't gotta be faster than the bear you just gotta be faster than the person you're with so that's what it felt like to me because at first i I was like that's weird like she's not there's clearly we know she doesn't turn on him but yeah it was definitely her ploy to get away because amanda waller doesn't give Two crafts about your feelings. Yep. She's yep. going to survive. And, you know, and Sam oh. just says Lois, as it looks like he's getting about to be killed by whatever this thing is that's coming towards yep. him. Um, so I'll think he's dead, but it definitely, the, the moment no. works. The moment works uh, for what well, it is. Especially after the last issue where, where Lois told him about yeah. Superman. And she almost tells so, Clark she did that this issue. So she, she, yeah. so he didn't know in advance. She did that herself yeah. and is going to tell yep. him uh, now. But uh, Lois gets taken uh, to the planet. They're, they're kind of bickering about what to write the story uh, of of, yeah. of of this whole. You know. I could 
I could type as fast as you could, the story would be done. Yeah. Like, I love her taking shots at him like that. Yeah. Uh, but she goes back to the planet. She's been, she's reinstated. She's there, and she's, she's. I love when she goes past good, and she's like, "This used to be my cubicle. Yep. Enjoy." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yeah, Take yeah." Still the shit. Yeah. And Jimmy's like, but she gets a corner office. Uh, oh, she does, yeah. Yeah, so that's always good. But yeah, Jimmy hiding under the desk might have been one of my favorite things all week. I know he's I- sleeping. I loved the, the her calling it though before he did it. Like yep. he's, uh, and this is the moment where Jimmy hits his head, you know, on my desk, yep. <laughs> and then clunk. Yep. I was like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. I'm trying to think of what the actor I would want to play Jimmy Olsen, because he, he kind of has a Jake Johnson vibe here, where he's explaining everything he's went through, uh, mm. with with Cobra, and he's like, yeah, this blue jellyfish thing showed up. And like there were snake people and it took all the snake people out and um, I haven't slept. Like I need help. And he's just very breath or maybe not Jake Johnson, maybe Charlie day. Like, you know, that kind of manic ness to him. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know if their voices are right for it though. Like I feel like, no, but I just, the physical presence is more what I'm going for. Mm. Like this erratic, like, you know, cause he's not G golly gosh, Mr. Mr. You know, can't, or whatever he's i like how they're playing jimmy up as he's his own journalist like yeah he's a photographer and he's a photojournalist but you know he's just as i don't want to say because lois is like an all-timer but he's up there with the rest of the planet staff lois excluded yeah so so that, that was the, the main beats of the issue um is the well and then waller shows up at the end yeah the, at the Lewis's end place. Yeah, and and says to Clark, Superman, I need your help. So of course, you uh, know. and she even says it's Leviathan. She says that, right? She says yeah. it's Leviathan. Yeah. Leviathan um, strikes. So, no, like I'm digging this. The art's really good. Um, you know, Epting's fantastic. You know that that full page spread of Lois and and the planet for the first time again, and everyone yep. kind of around her. Gorgeous, like the art, the art throughout is fantastic. Especially the the shadow, you had more covert stuff with Waller and and Lane and all the sneaking around. Just, the pacing in that scene shows that Bendis and Epting, because I don't know if they've worked together before. Um, I'm sure they have here or there at Marvel, but just the pacing there with the, well, I didn't order this, you know, this meetup. Well, I didn't either. And just the oh shit looks they give, you know. Um, and also shout out to the fact that they're in Ohio, which that's where, where Bendis is from originally, mm. where the character was created of Superman. Like I like when he throws those little things in there um but yeah no epting just the, the pacing throughout this issue it went it was it went from breakneck kind of stuff to slow down and take our time back to breakneck which that's a real skill yeah no i, I this was such an easy read for, for partly mm-hmm. for that reason uh, we should probably just have a glance at that first page because ben just likes to put all these yeah. eggs and things in there <laughs> josh williamson's been taken out yeah i know yeah. that yeah it says dr fate uh, James Gordon, Kate Spencer, and then scored out as Joshua Wilmson. Uh, Sam Lane scored out as well, must, worth mentioning. And it's also yeah. worth mentioning that Steve Trevor and Bones are on that list. But of course, Adam Strange saved Bones, he's behind. So, um, Well, kind of, we saw Bones crumple. Uh, right? The, no, the last page of him was looking up, right? So he's down on his knees and then he looks up, kind of thing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So he's, he's I, I think, yeah, I, I think he's not dead. Okay. I mean, That'd be my gotcha. read of that, but uh, so yeah, so um, we, we got this hit list here. We have uh, 
Hero Dial's in the wild, so that's obviously a, a, yeah. a tease for uh, Dial H for Hero. Uh, no more yeah. heroes, no more villains. Checkmates mentioned Spiral, Sugar and Spike Hink, Shade, Cadmus. Um, and there's actually uh, Checkmate soldiers in the front cover with Jimmy. So yeah. I'm, curi- I'm curious to see uh, how all these play into it. Um, and I don't know, it's intriguing. It's intriguing me. Yeah. Well, then if you look right beyond the, or right below where the DEO and Cobra Colt, those are swapped out. And then you have Argus, Spiral, and all those. There's Crisis, we know, right? And there's a list. And it says the Infinite Earth, the Crisis in Time. Oh, so right there, you have Crisis on Infinite Earths. You have Zero Hour. You have the Infinite Crisis, which is, you know, the, the Johns. Then you have the final question mark Crisis, the Flashpoint Crisis. The Convergence Crisis. So they're counting Convergence as a crisis now. And the Dark Multiverse Crisis. I never even... So as of right now, that's I... one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. How many did they say were in Young Justice? Was it seven? I think it was seven, yeah. Seven sounds right. So these are the seven that Bendis is working on. Or working from. Yeah, working from, yeah. Um, I haven't even noticed that list. Do you know what's funny? That, that Flashpoint Crisis, I thought that said Elephant Crisis. And I went, oh, what's coming up? Elephant Crisis. <laughs> What gotcha. with that? Then I'm looking at the I'm looking at the map uh, that's behind the the X'd out Cobra uh, logo, and I feel like I should know where that is, but I don't. Um, it looks help. like it's somewhere in northern Europe, but mm. yeah, I can't tell you. I don't know. But but yeah, um, trying to look at some of the checkmate stuff. They have the personnel. You can zoom in on it and whatnot. So, yeah, and just knowing, like, Checkmate was one of Ruckus' babies, the fact that we know he's coming to write a Lois book. Mm-hmm. So we know he, he'll probably give Ben to some input on how to handle that. And Fraction's going to be doing a Jimmy book. Uh, and I think he'll, he'll be able to handle this this Jimmy, you know, make him unique. So it's very exciting for Superman right now. Oh yeah, I mean, unless you're someone who just hates Bendis's writing, and there are those of you out there, like we get yeah, Bendis, dude. Fraction, Rucka, and then I wouldn't have known who who and Draco was really before Supergirl, but huh? Supergirl's been fantastic. So, like, yeah. Superline's in a really happy place right now, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yep. So. No, that's just a great issue, and the, the intrigue of what's happening, the build of it, it feels like it's getting bigger with each issue. You know, the fact that we, we start off this one with Bones and Adam Strange is like, okay, it's hitting other major characters now. And then mm-hmm. the idea of, 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 you know, Waller at the end of the last issue not wanting Superman's help, but then after this encounter, it's like, shit, I need Superman. It's really intriguing yep. to me. It, it shows the rising in the stakes. Uh, uh-huh. And I really like that. Very so. much. Um, what were you rating Action Comics? Oh, this is a nine. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a nine as well. It's excellent. So yep. we can move on then to Wonder Woman issue 65, G. Willow Wilson and Jesus Marino on the art. So yeah, so so Kale's suing Wonder Woman for, for in, in, interfering in her own soldier's uh, private business. Her soldier being Nemesis, which, of course. Which, understanding, but then when you find out what happens, it's like, oh jeez, this is a, a wicked web we weave. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so, so we hear basically just people in the news talking about it, and Wonder Woman's pissed about what she's found out from last issue about mm. her home being gone and everyone going. And Joe, you know I liked about this is Aphrodite kind of theorizes, and I like that this is just a, just a yeah. theory, but she theorizes that because Themyscira existed to house Ares, 
if he killed himself, he might have created a paradox. Yeah. And that's what's caused what's happened with everyone being jettisoned and like the Olympus and Themyscira being gone. And what I thought was interesting is that, you know, and she points this out, is that, hey, don't don't fear for all your, your loved ones from Themyscira. Like, because of me and like the other mythical creatures showing up, it you know, there's, there's good enough reason to think that they've popped up somewhere, that, you know, they've went somewhere. They've not just disappeared. Yeah. Um, so I like that. But... Uh, Diana wants to find Nemesis and find out what's going on with her because she can't fight a war on two fronts. So she wants to try and deal with the, the right. kale problem first. So she goes off and finds where Nemesis is hiding. And I love this section of the book. That, I mean, obviously, we said last issue that Jesus's art is is good, but not obviously the weaker than the Germanico yeah. and, uh, and Nord that we've had before. Uh, but I do think this art in this issue was better than last issue. And I loved all the stuff her in the cave, yeah. uh, looking through and finding Nemesis. It- it was really up and down for me. Some pages were really rough looking. Mm. Other pages were really... I felt like the action ones were a lot better. That's Anytime fair. there's like... Like pause oh, faces. Matt, like Matt, there's make, a... make, 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 Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump in. No, I'll, I'll agree with that. Like I think the stuff when she's talking to uh, Aphrodite at the start is a bit more shaky. Steve, hold, Steve holding his hand in his neck like he's clutching at pearls. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where where'd that direction come from? Because I'm like, I like to think that that Wilson is is a better writer than to have him go, like, <laughs> why I never, you know? So, yeah, there's some weird posing stuff, and, and yeah. but yeah, the action sequences are are really good. Like the the stuff yeah. with with Nemesis, I enjoyed. Yeah, all the all the build up, her going through the cave and picking up the photo. I liked all that stuff a lot in the art. Uh, but she finds Nemesis, and Wonder Woman basically realizes. Wait a minute, Kale's not got you trapped. You've got her trapped. I mean, mm-hmm. Kale doesn't know this. Kale thinks she's got Nemesis under her thumb, but Nemesis is really manipulating things uh, because she bites Wonder Woman, um, huh? right, right in the arm. And look, then at the very next page, Wonder Woman starts like talking about how angry she is and oh, Ares. It's his fault he took his own life and destroyed the world. He will pay for it. He will. I will make him pay. She starts getting very vengeful. And she realizes what's happening. She's like, "Wait a minute! You've infected me with your your power, if you will, your your poison, which is basically hatred and you know, as the name would imply, uh, you know, rivalries, because <laughs> nemesis." Mm-hmm. Uh, so she realizes this, and she goes off to try and talk to Kale, and you know, Kale is done talking to the press or whatever, and she comes in, and Wonder Woman tries to tell her this and she hugs her. And I actually really like this moment. How did you feel yeah. about this where she just hugs Kale and Kale at first is like, oh god, what are you doing? And Get then, away from me. Yeah. yeah. And then she breaks down and starts crying. She's like, I just want her to be safe. Of course, talking yeah. about her daughter who disappeared right. with Damascara. So. And, and I like that, again, it's Wonder Woman's compassion that shows through. And it's yeah. like, hey Veronica, I know you think you're in control of this, but you're not. You're, She's controlling you. Did she bite you? She's like, well, yeah, it happened, but I got a rabies vaccine. It's fine. Yes, oh, <laughs> I, I just, the pacing that, that Wilson uses here, I really, it's, really enjoy. No, it's great. And I think the other thing is one of the complaints that maybe had a little bit last issue is that she feels a bit more Lex Luthor than usual. And I yeah. feel like this kind of fixes that, that she was under mm-hmm. the influence of this, this you know, nemesis. nemesis. Yeah. Right. It works. So, so yeah, I, I like that. And, uh, and I also liked what they're what they're doing with the idea of them all being refugees now. Because I think yeah. Aphrodite says that it's like, well, if we have no homeland, we have to make it here. And you know, now we have all the you know. She talks about the mythological creatures that are that are out there making a way for themselves. So, um, 
Yeah, I like what they're doing with that, and I like that that Diana and Kale right now have like this this ceasefire, if you will, or a truce. Yeah, because she agrees to call off the uh, the lawsuit, and she's you know I I, I want to go find where your daughter is and where everyone is, but I can't do that if I'm tied up in court. And she's like, all right, for now I'll call it off. Um, I'm watching in case you pull Ethan and Wonder Woman because she still doesn't trust her because she's Veronica Kale, but yeah. she's like, no, go find my daughter. And she's got tears in her eyes. And I'm like, no, I, I kind of love this. So Wonder Woman and Aphrodite uh, agree to go off together and try and find everyone. Uh, so Aphrodite summons a magical swan. Swan, because <laughs> that is one of her yeah. one of her symbols. Which does have the stars inside it as if it's like a... Constellation. Constellation, yeah, I like that touch. Because uh, that final panel is actually really pretty, where they're flying off, and it's just like it's like this, it's like space at night inside the shape of like them, but they're against the sun. Uh, so they're off to try and find everyone. Um, you know, it's funny. I actually really like this issue. I, I think Wilson's killing it. Like, I, I, I think so far I've been really into this run, and I'm liking where the plot's going. I think any problems I had last issue, which wasn't a lot to be honest, I think this issue actually kind of in retrospect, made them all work better because the revelation that she's under the influence of something made it all kind of click. And I was like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. Yeah. And they're starting by looking for one of Aphrodite's kids. Mm. And um, at first they think it's going to be Eros, who's Cupid. But it's another one. Uh, Ada, I can't even... Yeah, I, I couldn't pronounce it. You should yeah, give two names Ada, for him. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I have it right here in front of me. Atalantiades. Yes. So... Uh, that, that's who they're looking for, which also is is the god Hermaphroditus. So should be should be interesting to see where Willow or G. Will Wilson takes that. And she's not afraid of hitting social issues no, in superhero comics. Def- definitely not. So, um, so um, I, I, yeah, if we're getting to ratings for this one, I think like the art's better a little bit better than last issue, but it's up and down. If the art was better, I'd probably be going probably as high as action. I think as it is, I'll probably go with an eight. Like, but I think it's really good story. Yeah, I think you liked it more than me, so I'll give it a 7.5. I still That's enjoyed fair. it, but yeah, the, the art really got me. I don't want to sound like Connor here. But <laughs> I don't want to sound art, like Connor. Yeah, the art kind of got my way in certain spots, and it distracted me. But I do like where the story's going. Like, as soon as it turned that Kale wasn't as control as she thought she was, that made everything from the last issue I didn't like, you know, come yeah. into full focus. So. Yeah, it just, it just clicked in place, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, cool. Uh, which will take us on, then, to Shazam, issue three. Jeff Johns writing and Dale Eaglesham on the art. Um, so, yeah, Shazam, issue three. Um, how weird is it we've got a new Jeff Johns comic to talk about? And it's not like Doomsday. It's not like the big event yeah. thing that's happening. It's just, no, he's in an ongoing no. about a character. It's a regular. It feels like Johnsy in comics. Like, yeah. it's exactly what I want it to be. There's... You know the story that we all know, and then the the thing that he adds in, that's mm-hmm. new, and he tweaks the the mythology of the character just a little. And here, that's in full full view. Even though this is a new character, uh, the the Shazam mythos, if you will, is, yeah, is changing. There's a lot of world building in this one. Uh, we get the backstory of the Funlands and this kid, kid king, king kid, yeah, king kid. Um, and basically, he wants he's he's feeding them all all this all this delightful junk food. And Mary's oh. not willing to jump in, but everyone else. I actually love the art on Darla's face as she's eating the donut. She's like yeah. just clearly loving it and like, come on, Mary, jump in. Um, well, remember we saw this place in the last issue was darker than we thought it would would be because hmm. the kids like no more milkshakes and the little you know clown guys are chasing them down. Hmm. Um, so that was our first hint that something wasn't right. And then here with Mary, and Mary's like, 
yeah, this place is cool and all, guys, but like we got to get home to our parents, which totally breaks King Kid. Yeah. Because he's like, no, I want to be in your family. You know, there were seven thrones, one for each of the magic lands. Um, and there's six of you and one of me, so let me join your family. So tell me your magic yeah, word. Yeah, he wants to be the seventh. He wants to be the, yeah. the Shazam family. And they're like, I don't know. That's a secret. Actually, I love Mary. Like, cause I think Darla almost says it, and Mary like, jumps yeah. in like covers her mouth. Uh, yeah. I really like that moment. Um, do you want know to touch a light? So when he tells his backstory and how he got here, I liked that the art in that was uh, Nato who did the, the backup in the first issue of Mary's yep. backstory. It was almost like it was trying to appeal to her, so the art did the same thing, by saying, hey, this is just right. like your story where he was like a runaway, and yep. this place is for kids who have bad parents. And I was like, yep. oh, I like that touch, that that's callback in the art. That was a really yeah. nice nice so, idea. I, I really want to identify with Freddy, or not Freddy, I do identify with Freddy more anyone because he's the joker that doesn't take things seriously mm. but uh, with with billy right he's the title character of shazam and whatnot but I've, mary here being the voice of reason i i really enjoyed i yeah. really like come on guys we can't stay here and do this we, we got stuff to do do what i really like uh, about this is i like that the book so far really doesn't feel like it's favoring billy it feels like it really no. is an ensemble amongst all of them and well cool. and that fits in with with shazam like the family yeah. like it's not just him shazam is all of them because they split the power and and i feel like when we saw the seven magic lands i felt that's kind of where it was going that each one of them is meant to hold sway over one of them but with how king kid tells the story and like yeah the the ones from Monsterland, which is the one that we saw um that was blocked off yeah from the trolley from the train tracks which they mentioned whatnot. still is meant to be blocked off that's been blocked right. off for a while you know I'm trying to think maybe that's the seventh one that's missing. Like whoever, mm. they're, they're all supposed to divide the other ones. And yeah, because we get, we get like a two-page spread of that map and it's the fun lands, the game lands, the earth lands, the dark lands, the monster lands, the wild lands, and the wozender lands. Which I looked up and that's not a word. So Johns, what, what, what are you doing with that? I'm I not shocked. I'm not shocked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's basically the Wonderlands, but with this the Oz, like Wizard of Oz yeah. slotted into it. Uh, so I don't know what's going on there. So basically, what happens is is that once uh, someone mentions that Mary's eighteen because she's like you know getting ready for college, yeah. uh, she's like she's you know King has like she's an adult. What? There's uh, no adults are allowed here. Yeah, and then they kind of turn all these little like clown like henchmen start attacking them and try to yeah. grab them. Uh, so three of them get nabbed. So only Billy, uh, Eugene, and um, Pedro can say Shazam. So they they they, yeah. they power her up. And like, oh, you're all adults, you're all liars. So they end up uh -huh. fighting, and there's a bit of a tussle. And the end of the issue is basically, they all get split up, and Eugene and Pedro get thrown into one of the other other lands, right? It's, it's yeah, all they, this, they go to Tron. Yeah, it's, it's this punky <laughs> sci-fi city, and it's the game lands. And yeah. I was like, oh man, I thought the game lands was going to be like all like medieval games. I, this, is, yeah. this is much cooler. It's all blue it's and updated. neon, and yeah. it's glorious. Um, and then... Freddy and Darla get thrown into the Wildlands, and we get um, yeah. cops that are a cat, and they're, they're humanoid uh, cats and yeah, bears. They're, but they're basically in Zootopia. Yeah, um, but it's a cat, a bear, and a horse by the looks of it. Which makes me think of Takitani, because Takitani was a tiger in a, in a suit with a bow tie. Yeah. So I'm wondering how that's going to play in. But this is also the... Um, 
This is also the continuity that we set forth from the New 52, and Taki Tani was a regular tiger at the Philadelphia Zoo. So, you know, I trust in John's. Yeah. You know, no, point that out. I love where this leaves everyone off. Obviously, uh, Mary and Billy are not accounted for. Presumably, they're still mm-hmm. in uh, the Funlands with the, the, the kids and oh. King Kid and all that. Uh, but, no, I love the world building in this issue. Uh, if anything, my, the, only, the only complaint I have about the, the book is that the front cover... Now, sometimes comic covers can be misleading, but the front cover has, uh, what's his face, Mr. Mind, uh, yep. boiling and he's... Shazam in a, in a broth of some yeah. kind. <laughs> Probably doing some kind of arcade magic. Yeah, but he's not even in... I mean, he's mentioned... Like, we, we find out that he comes from uh, the Monsterlands. Wildlands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the Wildlands. What? You sure it's not the Monsterlands? Well, he... Uh, so, last time that they talked about it, they talked about that he... It was rumored he came from the Wildlands, but took over the Monsterlands. Ah, okay, okay, you're right, yeah. Yeah, so, and then he led the Monsterlands against the rest of them that's why it's blocked off yeah i remember him leading them which is why i thought mm-hmm. he was from there yeah, yeah, yeah. um so so yeah so there's no mind in this but uh his his exploits are mentioned so there's a lot of world building and uh i like what they did here and I, again the, the touch of using that same artist of, of that backup to sort of like sort of almost in, in a weird meta way kind of like tie into the the story that Mary had so that it appeals to mm-hmm. her more and then we make that connection in the art is actually really smart. So yep. uh, I dig that a lot. Um and then the rest of the art goes well. And Santucci is credited, so I think Santucci was also sharing art duties with Eagle Some Shop. stuff, yeah. So hey ho. But um yeah, what are you giving it, Matt? I'm gonna give this an eight point five. I just I love everything yeah. in this issue. Um it's King Kid. I was waiting for the heel turn. And it came, like. <laughs> so. um, I'll probably go with a straight eight, but I, I did really, really like it. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. uh, like I enjoyed the art. I, like I say, I love that touch of using that backup artist again, mm-hmm. and I love the like because this is a lot of setup in this issue. But that ending is like okay, now we get to the adventure. Now we've got the game lands. Yep. Now we've got the the wild lands. Now now we can do these different things, and yep. uh, they're all split up. So the, the real fun I think starting next issue. But I I dug this a lot. Paced very well. Character dialogue sounds great so nothing to really complain about uh so where are we on now we're on batgirl issue 32 merrick red scott mm. and paul pelletier on the art so oh, i'll just get my complaint out of the way some of the mouths still bug me i'll just say it quickly uh, a it's lot fine. of the way that, that pelletier draws faces bugs me because they're all the same like they're mm. very square-headed and it's just it's just a style but here it felt like I don't know if he was rushed, but it definitely felt like he wasn't trying to make people look that different. Yeah. So So this is actually but, the end of this arc, although clearly a lot of the, the aspects of it are going to be carrying forward, because we're, we're not getting rid of the politician, we're not getting rid of uh, Detective What's-His-Face. I'm forgetting his name. Jason Bard? There you go, Jason Bard, thank you. Yeah. Um, so we had the last issue where... Um, you know, the, the, the killer's in the building, right? Uh, Cormoran. Yeah. Cormoran. Yeah. He's in the building, and Bard's trying to, like, protect... Uh, what's her face? It was, I'm bad with names. Like, 12 yeah, books, people. Really. 12 books. <laughs> There's a, the lady that, that um, Batgirl's... Well, yeah. Barbara's volunteering for. I want to say Alejo, but I could... I could yeah. I no, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, so... Batgirl's sneaking around, trying to solve things, and she ends up running to... Uh, thingy, and... 
they basically have this confrontation where he's like, look, hey, I've changed. Like, you know, can you not believe me? Like, can we not do this? Uh, I used to be commissioner. So why don't you trust us? And he's like, oh, I didn't earn that, though. He's like, oh, I didn't mean that. And blah, blah, blah. Uh, so what I liked about this is I like the uneasy kind of like, okay, I'll accept that you may be trying to change. But let's, let's try and like, tell, tell your guards that I'm also sneaking around. They don't shoot me. <laughs> right? And but we see the killer getting suited up, and he's like, "We have this." Cliff- I mean, obviously, isn't killed Batgirl, but we have this cliffhanger where he sneaks up behind her uh, and puts a gun at the back of her head. And then we hear the gunshot, and this is where everyone starts running around. Chaos ensues. Uh, Bards try to protect Alejo, and you know they find Batgirl lying down, looking like she might be dead. What I like about this is that it's basically just this like siege issue where all the chaos is happening in the building, mm-hmm. and. You know, I even when Batgirl wasn't around, I was kind of into the idea of, of Bard getting shot and then it's like, hey, if you can get me that gun while Batgirl distracts him. And it's like, right. there was a like, good tension there, I thought. Like, I, I think of this arc, this three-issue arc with this these characters, this is definitely my favourite one in terms of just the, the pacing and the structure of the, the story. Yeah, because I like her sneaking around. Yeah. And then Comrade also, you know. Also, I wonder what Bard's game is. Because don't forget... He was also with the, you know, the counter-protesters. He was, yeah. That, that caused trouble. So we know someone's in trying to bring Alejo down from the inside um, uh, and, and whatnot. So, no, no, it's, it's, it's really good. I'm enjoying the story. Yeah. It's, it's a nice progression for Barbara, too. Yeah, and Cameron uh, gets, like, three of his fingers blown off when yeah. the Batarang hits the gun as he's firing it. I'll just mm-hmm. <laughs> point that out, <laughs> which is brutal as shit. Um, and so, so the big climatic thing here, though, is that he gets he gets a hold of her and he's going to kill her. And Batgirl's trying to talk him down, and then you know, blam, gunshot to the head. So the, the debate then becomes between Bard and Batgirl is like, hey, I was trying to talk him down. He's like, no, but I wasn't risking my client's life. Like, no, 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 no. no. Like, this is this is what you do. Um, and. Batgirl's ultimately pissed at him, but she's ultimately hung up hung up on the idea that, you know, her dad always said that, hey, like, yeah, so every so often you have to kill someone in our lane of in our lane of duty, but it always eats at you. You always have to live with that. You always have to like deal with that memory. And if someone doesn't feel like they have to actually, you know, recover from it, if someone feels that they're just okay with it, uh, that's a that's a red flag. So she's back to being worried about him. Uh, she was never really right. not worried about him. She just kind of had an uneasy truce for a little bit. Yeah. Try protecting well, he seems like he's doing good by doing bad. Because it seems like he really... Oh, I don't know if he really believes in Aleo, but he believes in his job and protecting her. And if he's, you know, manipulating these events, you know, to make the other guy look bad. Yeah. You know, so then, you know... But, but yeah... Um, still feel like there's something weird going on with the pink-haired girl who's running the the campaign. Mm-hmm. Like, she has these real weird interactions with Barbara, and I just feel like they're standing out, and I can't pinpoint why. Just, just what? She'll be the mastermind behind the whole thing. Cause yeah. Because the, the, the issue ends with Barbara, because like, obviously at one point, government says, no, nah, like, I'm just being paid to kill you. I don't really care about yeah. any of this. Uh, yeah. So as Babs puts it at the end, she's 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 dealt with the gun, but she has to, or she's dealt with the bullet, but she has to find the gun. Mm-hmm. So right. who's behind it all? Who actually wants wants her dead? Uh, that's probably where we're going. If not next arc, then maybe the arc yeah. after. So um, it was that was it was a good issue. I I yeah. still have some high ups in the art, but like yeah. I I thought the plot in this arc progressively got better with each issue, and it was only three or four issues in it, but. 
like you know because i wasn't feeling the first one as much but as it by the time it got to this i was like okay i've kind of set up enough now where i'm kind of into what's going on uh and yeah so yeah uh scott's runs kind of well, it's, it's not completely hitting out the part let's say supergirls is right now or or yeah like some of the others but i i think this is a much more solid dependable run than say what tomasi's doing where it's kind of up and down and all over the place yeah yeah it's not it's not irritating or annoying like like tomasi's tech is yeah you know, like, just like uh when it's had like, a, like no this is this is fine yeah but it's had a weaker issue or two it's been it's just yeah. been kind of not great it's not it's not been like ah this is doing horrible things and i, I hate what it's you know where we're going with this but uh, uh that's what that's, that's was a, I thought this was the best issue of the arc um not the best mm-hmm. issue of the one I, th- I think the previous arc was a bit better but uh yeah. this issue was solid so uh what are you what are you in it it's a 7.5 yeah i'll agree with that 7.5 good 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 not quite great uh the art maybe yeah. holding it down a little bit but um good uh so that will take matt on to justice league odyssey issue six right uh, by- yeah you Done me dirty on this one. <laughs> Written by Dan Abde, art by Carmen DG Dominico. So what happened, Matt? Well, oh, let me just say this. The art's really good. That's It's yeah. Gigi Dominico. John some aliens um, and, and Dark Side. But I still don't know what this book is, what's going on here. It just definitely feels like stuff changed and they completely... The book that I thought we were getting, we're just never... Like, that's not what this was meant to be. Um, but you have here, you find out that, that Darkseid is kind of manipulating this because he knew about what was going on. You want to try this? No, go. I'm recording. Hi. You sure? Yeah. Beat it, nerd. Drango. Megan. No, go. Mango. Dragon. Beat it, nerd. <laughs> you sure you don't want some? Yeah. Show my door. You're, you're, oh my God, you're a human rain delay. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> Anyways, this, so let me just say that uh, Justice League Odyssey as a book was what that interruption just was. So um, mm-hmm. completely unnecessary and a, kind of a waste of time. And that pains me to say because I really enjoy a lot of these characters. Well, two of these characters. Um, so before I was, was rudely interrupted by my lovely wife... Um, <laughs> Yes. Darkseid had kind of been manipulating this from, from Brainiac from the time because he he knows that the source wall falls, then that can be the end of the fourth world. And at the end of the fourth world, New Genesis is gone, which makes him the winner, right? So that's all Darkseid wants to do because Darkseid is. Uh, while all this is going on, he's fighting these, these Brainiac forces that are trying to take him out that are in the, um, the lost realm or whatever it was called um and so by the end of it as as the issue goes he keeps fighting these brainiac forces on um, let me find the planet on aeor the ghost sector is what it was called but aeon um and they're taking chunks to dark side like it's not an easy fight um but as he's fighting these guys you have the justice league odyssey crew kind of arguing what to do and Jess wants to leave. She's like, you know, I was kind of only here by accident. I need to go. And Cyborg's like, well, no, you're part of the team. Like you are outside of, of me, you're our heaviest hitter. Like we need you. And she pulls him to the side. like, I can't charge my ring. Like it's not letting me do it here. So 
I have to be very careful of how I use my ring. So this is why I need to leave. But before they can do that, they end up crashing on Tamarin because of the machinations of Darkseid. Because he's kind of manipulating the fall of the source wall that we saw in Justice League. And they get hit by this like wave of, of like particles. And it crashes them into Tamarin. And um, they run into Blackfire, who is um, Starfire's sister. And Tamarin's a wasteland. And so Corey's like, well, this doesn't make any sense. This is not how the planet's supposed to be. Then, of course, Blackfire tries to blame her. This is, you know, all Starfire's fault. But she protected the homeworld by basically selling out to Darkseid because he would leave him alone. Of course, Corey has some issues with that and basically tells her to go on your way, you know, because um, Darkseid comes back here. He's got a kill on site, which is weird it's Darkseid. So, um, but basically, uh, Blackfire says, like, she'll kill her sister if she has to. Uh, and then it cuts back to, to Darkseid, and this was all a big thing to plot. Um, let me find the name of this thing. Because he's the final new god, because he wipes out New Genesis and Apocalypse itself mm. with the source wall power. Um, but it was called the, the Eschaton, and they're a mythological creature on Apocalypse and New Genesis from like the fourth world. And they're basically carrion eaters of anti-life, and they said they would come when the fourth world was dying to pick apart the bones of the new gods. Darkseid wants to weaponize these, because of course he does, because... Um, he says... Because um, Darkseid is a dick. Yeah, that too. <laughs> says reality is stricken, uh, but it's not dead. Life can be salvaged. And then Darks, uh, the, the Eschaton goes, by who? There's no new gods left. He goes, there might not be other new gods, but as you can see, Darkseid is. And you get to the last, <laughs> the last page, and the Eschaton takes full form. And they're like these big giant like multi-faced creatures with like long claws and horns and they strike dark side down and it says no you were so we can see dark side die again so in my 15 16 years of reading comics i've seen dark side die more than any other character <laughs> i think by this point so yeah i'm i'm done with this book i think it's not at all what i wanted like, yeah. I signed on for Williamson and Sejic, and then Sejic, you know, couldn't work on it anymore. And now, nothing against Abnett. I'm sure he's doing his best with what he's given. I, I, yeah, honestly, I feel like the problem with this book now is that yeah. it probably has to... It has hit, no purpose. Yeah, it has to... It, well, that's the thing. It probably does have a purpose, but the purpose is that, is that it has to hit certain plot beats because that's what's going to tie into mm -hmm. whatever Snyder's doing in Justice League down the line. Yeah. You know, it's all tying into the source wall yeah. and, you know, what happened in uh, No Justice... It feels like everything is like, okay, here are the plot beats that it eventually has to hit. Which, at this point, I think it'll hit all by about issue 12 and then get cancelled. That's, that's my guess at yeah. this point. Um, but I think it's there just to exist to prop up what needs to be set up and nothing else. Therefore, I can't imagine there's a lot of passion in it. I can't imagine that no. Abnet's like, oh, this is juicy. I get to do all these things with these characters. No, you have to get to this point by this date and this issue and just get there. Yeah, I, I can kind of say that the, the Abnett's the perfect guy for this because he's really flexible when it comes to his writing. Mm. Like, he can jump in. Like, look, look at those Aquaman issues, you know, um, but they had to tie into, like, Suicide Squad, you know, and it was – they were fine. They weren't the best, but surely wasn't the worst. 
And that's yeah. with here. I just I want to care about this team because of Jessica and because of Starfire. And they're not really doing anything because then they argue also about, you know, of course, Azrael's completely taken to this I'm a god thing where Cyborg and, and Starfire are a little bit more hesitant. And they're like, well, it doesn't make any sense because when they start talking to Blackfire, they're like, oh, no, you Darkseid set this plan into motion before any of you were born. Which, again, that doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, I just... Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It bums me out, man. Like I really wanted this book to be it. It so. it sucks. I, I mean, it's not that the book sucks. I'm saying it sucks that the book's not as yeah. what it should be. Because mm-hmm. I was more excited for this than I was dark when 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 they were announced. But yeah, here, me too. Here it is. This is what we get. And and I, I like was going to try Abnet's first issue, but like again, there was thirteen mm-hmm. books this week, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> had had I known you weren't going to, I would have skipped it too. Uh, but hey. Lesson, lesson learned, and <laughs> you know I already read fourteen books, so it's fine. What was one more <laughs> this week? <laughs> I mean that's true. The impact that it has is a little bit less, but because there's so many yeah. books. But whatever. Uh, what, what did you read? It if you have. It's a it's so the art's really good, and I I feel bad giving it like a a four point five just because I didn't care for the story. Like I'm sure that'll be egregious to other people who enjoyed the story, but I'm just. I'm not, so it really colors it. And again, I don't need to see Dark Side Die again. I've seen this throughout my comic fandom numerous times. Yeah, and I'm kind of it's not shocking anymore. So, yeah, I, I don't know if anyone is going to be upset. I don't know if anyone's still reading it. Honestly, yeah, after, after yeah. like I think people were dropping well, it in issue three and four. Well, I just know I caught I caught flack for dropping Green Lantern, but again, I'm yeah. sh- if that's your that's your cup of tea. Great. I'm not saying like it's bad. Quote. It's just not for me. I, I had a, a, an exchange with Talking Superman this week actually on yes. on, the, on the Twitters, where he he said to me, you know, those books that you said that oh you 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 wouldn't you wouldn't be reading if it wasn't for the show. Just drop them because I mean there's there's no point in like wasting the time and the money. You don't necessarily yeah. owe it to anyone to read them. And I went, well yeah. As a matter of, as a matter of fact, I already decided to cut Green Lantern, and he responded with. Oh no, that's crazy! You should read Green Lantern, you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then that's what I talk about. Like, yeah. yeah, do I want to save time and whatnot? That's why I dropped Silencer at first. But you know, you hear books are good, you come back and yeah. and shoot, I I could be wrong. And by issue twelve, I'm gonna have to go back and catch up five issues from this. It. But we'll, we'll we'll see where it goes. Well, you know how I am. I'm a continuity yeah, one. I, I need to know every little piece. So I I will be very surprised if this is a must read by for for any reason yeah. by the time it ends. Yeah, that's it. Just free up Starfire. Let her come back to Earth and have zany adventures again. Like free Starfire, free Jessica Cruz. I want Jessica Cruz. Well, somewhere. that too. But uh, let free Cruz after Grant's done. Grant, like I know him. Uh, Morrison's done with with Green Lantern, so we can get our, all our lanterns back. No, give me a, a Jessica ongoing with uh, Tamaki writing it, please. We'll have that. Next up, that'll take us on to the Terrifics issue thirteen. Jeff Lemire writing, Joe Bennett on the art. So this is uh, Linya's assembling the others. She's like hoping they'll show up, and of course, mm. Plastic Man does with his son, who seems to be taken with Linya. They seem to be sharing a little awkward moment, but they're like, "Oh hey, no. oh, hi." Yeah, well, because they're both teenagers, right? Yeah. Like they're both like. Uh, my favorite part was the son bonding with Rex. Oh yes. Over their distaste of Plastic Man, 
That cracked me up. Honestly, that was such a good moment. Rex appearing and just immediately like, giving Plastic Man shit just filled me with joy. I was like, yes. Yep. Yes, these yep. characters like this is why I love it's, this book. You know, I don't know much about Fantastic Four, but there's one thing I really do enjoy, and it's the rivalry between the Thing and Human Torch. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this big brother, little brother thing. And, like, you could say this is similar, but there is more of a rivalry here where you feel like Rex really doesn't like Plastic Man. But their team, he's going to work with them. And so I, I credit with Lemire with building it to make it different. Like, it's, we joked that this is a Fantastic Four ripoff. But, like, it's different enough, I think, right? I would argue it's a Fantastic Four improvement, but, you know, it's... Oh! Yeah. Uh, I kid, I kid. Uh, I was just to remind you, the the, 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 the Dreadfuls, the Metal Morpho, yeah. Phantom Boy, and Phasma Man. I just want to... Uh, sorry, Plasma Man, not Phasma Man. Plasma Man. Plasma yeah. Man. Uh, so, yeah, so he's... So, Terrific's with his wife... Uh, from another Earth, who has become Mrs. Yep. Terrific, essentially. Uh, she Obviously, she died on in, in his Earth, and he died on her Earth. It's, it's a very it's a very Spider-Gwen thing. Yeah. That, that's what I compare it to. It's very Spider-Gwen. Mm-hmm. And that is, they basically flipped the roles. Uh, yep. but, so they basically start hopping through multiverse, or through the multiverse, uh, to get away from yep. the Dreadfuls, but they're being tracked. So they're just kind of hopping from Earth to Earth, to go from Earth, you know, Hyperspace tracking, just like in The Last Jedi. Yeah, to 51. Crazy. And then they have they have a moment where they almost kiss and it's like, hey, we should probably like keep our head straight and not like succumb yeah. to our emotions because this is kind of weird. I, I like seeing the other Earths because we get the Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah, we get nine, that's nineteen, I think. Then yeah, we get a bizarro Earth. We get Batman Beyond. That's Earth twelve. Yeah, uh, Earth thirty, Earth eight, Earth five, all these different ones. Um, they end up in uh, a very snowy landscape. That's thirty. Yes, thirty is the last one to get to. Um, yeah, and then basically, you know, like the the they're done for, and then you know the terrific show up with Tesla Strong, and also Plastic Man's sons get a costume now, and that's what we're doing. And do you know what I'll say about this issue? This read uh-huh. so freaking quick. See, when I got to this final yes, page, did. I was like, "Wait, it's done? No, more, yeah. more." Yep, I did the same. I got to the last page, and I was like, "Man, come on, Lemire, what are you doing? You ain't business." What are you doing this to me for? Uh, real quick, you brought up the different Earths. Yes. Um, Earth thirty, the snowy one. That's that's the um, Russian Superman. Oh, is that Red um, Sun? Red Sun, and then Earth eight is the um, the the not Avengers. I'll call it like they're the the heroes that look like mm. Marvel. I forget their names, um, but yeah. So I was just flipping through and wanted to point that out but yeah i got to the last page and they all show up and um i went to turn it and it was the 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 ad for this ridley pearson super sons book yeah um and i was like oh no but yeah go terrifics go which that's the knights chant too for hockey is <laughs> go knights go so i read that in that that pace and maybe like classic man that much more um but yeah but they got what's her name the um uh, from Tom Strong. Tesla Strong. His dot. Yeah, Tessa. Thank you. Tesla. Um, yeah. Which I liked. I, I like that he's tying his run together. Yeah, because there's, there's a cliffhanger on where, like, oh, how do we even find him going through the multiverse? And she's yeah. like, oh, I know who we can call. So it gives you this little yeah. tease, and it's like, okay, so who, 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 who are they getting help from? And yeah. at the end, it says Tesla Strong. So, uh, no, this was delightful. The, the character interaction, I'm, I'm, I'm into them saving Mr. Fantastic. Like, I am so glad this book is continuing. Mr. Fantastic? <laughs> Mr. Terrific? Freudian slip. Freudian yeah. slip. Yeah. But yeah, so. 
Yeah. That was delightful. I mean, it's, it's a yeah. very quick read, but I mean, I had fun with it. I mean, it's not the best the art has been. The art has definitely been better with some of the other artists we've had on yeah, it. Yeah, it was a little bit, um, like the ink felt a little bit heavy in some of those. Yeah. Like the, when, when the terrifics are standing there waiting for everyone to show up, some of those pages on Linnea, the shading is real heavy, but that's minor. Uh, I'm trying to think. I love Rex's entrance because he comes in as gas through the vents. Yeah, I thought that was that was pretty cool. As like, does as does Element Dog. Let's not forget. As yeah, don't forget that either. So, but yeah, it's just it's real cool. Um, I'm excited for Yang to take over the book, but kind of sad to see Lemire go because you can tell he's just having a blast, like playing with the multiverse and uh, all these different versions and and what it means for these characters. I just he- I really enjoy. <laughs> He's too busy making properties that are making him rich from TV deals to continue and with this sort of mean, as, as one does, yeah. you know, he's he is really great. Um, I, I am planning on, on reading Black Hammer, so mm-hmm. um, curious to see how that fits in with, with this, because it is his kind of ode to superheroes, right? Oh yeah, there's like, several characters like that. That's kind of that character, that's kind of that character. Yeah, and I kind of feel that's what Terrifics is a little piece of. It's like a flavor... Almost I'm like going, hey, you guys like what I'm doing here? Well, over at Dark Horse, I have a whole universe yeah. of this kind of stuff. Dark so. Horse, of course, is a lot sadder and mel- melancholic. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, Black yeah. Hammer is a lot more melancholic. Not Dark Horse in general. Dark Horse but, in general is a lot of things. But... I get what you're saying, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's... Uh, well, what, what are you rating Terrifics? It's delightful. Um, straight 8 for me. Uh, I had the blast. Unless it's too quick of a reads, I complain, which I don't think it is. I think that just means. Yeah. I mean, unless you go through it and there's just like no words and it's just like you know two page spread of like static images the whole time. I think this is just a, a quick read because it was it just flowed yeah. so well. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with the eight. It's it's like you, you keep saying delightful, and that's the perfect word for this. It's delightful. Yes. Uh, which will take us on to the silencer issue fourteen. Dan Abnett writing, V Kenneth Marion on the art. This is uh, last issue. Honor got you know Lazarus pitied. If to, yep. to, to, to say that in the worst way possible. Revived. Yeah. yeah, and she is on the missions for Talia. She's taken out any any of the, the Leviathan sub bosses who were working against her or need to be taken out, cleaning yep. the riffraff as it were. And so, so Honor is basically going through the issue, just like taking out bad guys and like sneaking into places. And I, I love the one where she says the code word, and the guy opens the door, and then she just kind of goes like that and does the shush, and like yeah. you just see the, the the outfit appearing over her face. Oh, yeah. it's good. Um, you're talking about uh, like static images. Well, these weren't exactly static. Mm-hmm. I love how this the action scenes play off all silent, you know, mm-hmm. because of her power, and just the way that Abnett and the artists have dealt with that. It always makes it fun, and I never feel like, oh, we're doing this again. It always feels fresh. Yeah. Uh, and and here, uh, it, it cross cutting with, with Talia, and then her family with with Honor's um, husband and son, and what they're going through. I thought that was really cool. There's, there's something wonderfully sinister from Talia where she's like, we won't just kill her family who are left because. In case she reverts back and gets her memories, we still need leverage. So <laughs> leave them alive. They're an insurance policy. Yeah. So that was that yeah. was that was pretty dark. Um, and you know the, the 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 family stuff is basically her husband is like learning things about his wife he didn't know, finding the secret uh, shield system she had implanted in the garden. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it was yeah. A, the shield appears at the end. She's like, he's like, I love that the 
Um, go ahead. I was going to say, he's like, Honor, who who were you? Like, who was my wife? Like, like that. So he's, I, he's discovering stuff, basically. Yeah. Well, and I love that, like, he tended the garden, right? But there, there was an issue where we saw her out there. Yeah. Right? With the son and stuff. And the the elderly neighbor comes over to bring him dinner because he's grieving. And he hasn't been to work in a couple days, even though he gets stressed to go there. And um, she's like, oh, yeah, you know, the, the garden's looking a little, you know, run down. Like, uh, is that because Honor's not here? And he's like, well, no, I, I tend the garden. I just haven't been in the mood. And then she's like, oh, well, I used to see her out there all the time. And so I just, I love that. It's this little tiny thing that he, not not only does was he unaware of her past, he was unaware of what she was doing throughout the day. Yeah. You know, so it's like, who was I married to? He has no idea. Um, but yeah, just this little, tiny little thing that made such a big change in, in his view. Yeah. Um, but the big and, thing, and, of course, is that yeah. as we get following the issue, when Aura gets back to like base and she's like, you know, taking her stuff off yeah. and all that. She's got a photo of her family, and then that's when our narration, because she's been quite, you know, not only just in dialogue, but she's been quite in narration on yeah. issue as well. Her right. narration kicks in. She's like, "I know who I am. I remember everything, <laughs> and I'm just playing yeah. Talia until I can, I can take her out down from yeah. the inside." And I'm like, "Yes, yeah." yeah. <laughs> well, she's killed her once before, and we all know she's an all ghoul, so that doesn't stick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I feel like she's gonna try to bring it down, rogue agent, and I feel like Quietus is there because they still haven't bought, uh, built him a new body. Mm-hmm. So he he's there running like field op, you know, type stuff for them. Um, but so it's good that they're keeping all these characters around and and stuff. But what Talia reveals is uh, Honor and Ray's, who we saw her fight a couple issues ago. Yeah. We're part of this all ghoul or, or race or Ra's all ghoul. I don't say race, but Ra's all ghoul plan to create these genetically modified children warriors, which automatically made me think of Damien, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're basically engineered metas. Um, yeah. And she's like, yeah, race was one. And then the other, my dear, was you. And Honor's yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> so. So she was, she is family to Talia as, as, as far as I'm concerned. You know, yeah. Um, oh, there's, there's like a jealousy thing there now because Tyler's like, yeah, yeah, he wanted that better child than the daughter he got. So there's, 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 there almost yeah. seems to be like a, a jealous like sibling thing here now. Yeah, well, like, and okay. it's not just like she turned on me. It's she's her own person, and I'm trying to be an all goal uh, at play here. Like this book hits some subtleties I would have never guessed from the first issue, being JRJR and like all action. You know, all these issues later, it's really become like this. Stand out like I don't say spies, it's not quite spy, but action, yeah, thriller kind of like if they ever adapted this to a movie, it would be really cool. And I actually kind of like how it ties into like you know Talia and like mm-hmm. that side of the DCU. And then we know Leviathan yeah. seems to be playing into other big things going on right now, so like yeah. this is the start of a new arc, this issue. So we know we've got at least one arc left, uh, if not more, yeah. but hopefully it keeps well, going. And, and and as far as we know right now, her mission is to go take out she had siblings made yeah. from this. Um, made from this program, and now Talia expects her to go terminate them. And so the this, the whole under arc of this book, of this issue, was her family, and now it's like, well, now there's family she didn't even know she had. Yeah. And she's going to have to take them out and whatnot. But yeah, uh, art, was, art was pretty good. Who was the art again? Uh, v. Was Kenneth it? Marion. He did the last issue as well, mm-hmm. I think. Um, gotcha. No, I mean, it's not as good as when Bogdanovich was, was on the yeah, book. Yeah, so I was going to say. 
Um, uh, but it's solid enough. Like I, I think the action yeah. has a good look to it. Um, mm-hmm. It, it's trying to keep the same style as what the previous art did. It's maybe not, not just pulling it off to quite the same extent, but no. But uh, no, that is there. The the, the color the colorings be very consistent. So it, a lot of it does feel like it is carrying over in the same world. It doesn't feel like we're in a different part of the universe no. or anything like that. So so that's good. Um, what are you rating it? It's an eight. I I, I enjoyed it a lot. Like mm-hmm. this book's coming to its own. Like I didn't want to like it, but it, it's won me over. No, I agree with you. I, I think I think uh, Silence has been really solid for a good arc or two now. Um, yeah. Ever, ever since uh, they went to Action Land, basically, it's been kind yeah. of just on fire since. So, yeah. Uh, no, Silence is really good. So, yeah. Uh, but speaking of New Age of Hero books, uh, we have the final issue of Sideways. This is issue 13. It's Dan Didio writing with Kenneth Rockefeller on the art. And this is the ending question mark to to the sideways story because they do actually intentionally leave it in a bit of a cliffhanger where it's like yeah. hey there's going to be more stuff with this character at some point somewhere wherever that may be yep and, and this is one of those where i shake my fist and go ddo because he's always played for kind of laughs you know or, or to his expense but he has a good story in him from time to time mm. and this one i thought with how up and down this book has been this hit all the stuff that I really like from the relationship with Derek and, and his best friend Ernie, yeah. and her, her joking yeah. about joining a team. <laughs> yeah. And, and this, the fallout with, with his mom and the end of last issue, cause I, I got caught up cause I missed that one. Cause I had forgot to read it. Um, I, I totally forgot that his birth mother came in. Yeah. And I love that. Uh, I can't remember if it was this issue or that issue trying to speak Spanish to him. And getting mad at, at yeah, that was his dad. Shit. Yeah, yeah. You didn't teach so, him Spanish. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> that's that's his heritage. Like he should know, and and whatnot, and just I still have issues with the dad's motivation, where he's like, oh well, no, really, that was, you know, my wife's kid. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a horrible dad. Yeah, he's, he's he's terrible. I'm just like, you lived with this kid for how long? Like, did you just adopt him last week? Because <laughs> I don't talk about the cat like that, and we were gifted a cat. But now she's my cat. We've had yeah. her for like six years. You know, like it's crazy. So that, that's that's the one off thing for me. But a lot of the the threads get tied up. We see Tempest Fujinot in his little yeah. He's you know, he's talking face between to this mysterious character who mm-hmm. seems to have given Derek his powers. And the yep. way this character who seems to be a woman talking. My yep. my implication here is that she is actually his mother from a different universe, specifically the Dark Multiverse, yep. and she had this power and she gave him the power so that he could go mm-hmm. home. Because when he was in uh, Gotham, when the, the Dark Multiverse yep. was happening, he fell into this world and she didn't want him to stay. She wanted him to get back home, so she gave yep. him the the sideways power, if you want to call it that, to go back yep. home. Uh, the implication, because yep. she was like, "Oh, he's, he's he's like the one I lost," implying that she had a Derek and the Derek died. Yep. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm into this. I'm into this. And then at the end of the issue, you know, when he goes off with Ernie for a date somewhere, uh, yeah. his phone, he finally said, I, I love you, mom, and the text, because he had all these texts he didn't answer. Yeah. And we see the phone just say, I love you too. And then, it, then it, you know, it, uh, the, it's, oh, what does he call it when he's, when he's thinking, when he's sidewaysing? Um, the Rifting, he yeah. It, the phone yeah. rifts. There's a little rift and the phone disappears. And it's like, yeah. okay, so it's probably that version of the mom from the Dark Multiverse, or is it more yeah. than that? I don't know. But that, that's the implication I got. Yeah, so you also find out that who killed the mom, and it was 
kind of accidental with well not really accidental but it wasn't what we thought it was yeah with the um with, with the big company it was her assistant who was just tired of working for her. um and things went bad and they had to cover it up and that was that was a little disappointing too like that felt rushed um because you felt like there could have been more story with that. I, w- I wonder if that's because it get cancelled, though. I wonder yeah. if there was maybe going to be more yeah. to that. Um, but, but what I do love, probably my favourite page in this entire issue, is that last page with the phone, because of the way that it's paced out, where yeah. he sends the text, and then it says, delivered, read, and then you see the she's texting, and then her response. And I just thought that was handled so well. Yeah, it was good. Uh, uh, obviously, there's, it, 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 there's maybe the... a little dusty. There's the the mystery of like or not mystery mystery is not the right word but you know did yeah. Derek kill her did he kill the killer because yeah. he has her on the car over the edge of the cliff and yeah. it looks like he's just going to leave and let her fall to her death but I'm suspecting yeah. that we'll probably find out somehow whenever he pops he back again her. that he didn't yeah, yeah. so no it's because it's obviously it's kind of a dark note to leave on that he he got revenge he murdered this woman yeah. uh, by the end of the book so. Uh, I would expect that that'll be like revealed what he actually did uh, at a later date. So it does say the yeah. end question mark. So I think there probably is at least some kind of vague plan to bring him back somewhere. Yeah, but where I don't know. Hope we see him again because I, I like him, especially if Ernie comes back with him. I feel like we need that supporting yeah. cast to an extent to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Does he become become part of a Young Justice team? Does he become part of a Teen Titans team? I don't know, but. He would fit. I would love him on the Teen Titans. Him, him interacting with with Damien and just rifting him away. No, well, Adam Glass is still writing it though, because I'm, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> no, no, I just mean down the line. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it's re- really good. Um, glad, glad I I came back to this one too. This is another one that I came back to. Yeah. Um, middle middle dark multiverse stuff was was kind of weird. Yeah, that Seven but, Soldier but, stuff was the the low yeah. point of the book. Um. But the rest of it, really, really good. Like him, him learning to deal with the powers, and like that whole thread of him like rifting body parts off. Yeah, that was so good. That was real fun. And then the 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 villain that got powers through social media, like people paying attention to him. I thought that was fun. Like, um, but yeah, I don't I don't want Sideways to go away. He's he's well well welcome in the DCU. Yes, he can rift back in. There's some mm-hmm. future date. What are you giving the issue, Matt? I'm gonna give it an eight point five. I really, you know, despite the 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 misses, the way that it kind of tied up Derek's story and the stuff with the mom, it strung a you know pulled on my heartstrings a little bit. So I don't know if I can quite go that high. I'm gonna go with a seven point five. Um, mm-hmm. I did feel the the rush and the, the wrap up to the murder mystery element of it. Yeah. But I did like the emotion stuff with the mom. I liked the the intrigue at the this mysterious character at the start. Uh, and I like that he is going off on a date with Ernie. So if we never see him again, it does feel like he's going down the path of like him and Ernie are going yeah. to, you know, be a thing. Yeah. So it leaves in that hopeful tone there. So uh, I'll, I'll take that. So, uh, but yeah, seven point five. So that is a uh, or sorry, sideways. That is uh, sounds the last bit, yeah. uh, which takes us on to Martian Manhunter issue three. Steve Orlando writing, Riley Rosmo on the art. So, this is book number 12 of 13, for the record. We're getting there. Yeah, we're uh, almost there, guys. These, I have a feeling these last two are going to be quicker. So. Very possibly. So, this issue, basically, he is telling his partner, Diane, what his, his origin is, how he became to Earth. Mm-hmm. Which, just first thing, I thought this was meant to be in continuity, but this completely contradicts everything we know from Justice League. 
Yep. Yeah. So this is out of continuity. It has to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which is fine. Which some of the choices that he's made, I like. I like that we'll have like Orlando type of, of things in the story mm-hmm. for, for Martian Manhunter going forward if someone wants to adopt those. Um, I really like this this whole like we get to see the Erdell origin where he gets ripped away, but it seems like he was ripped away right as the cataclysm on Mars was happening. Yeah. Because he's it, yelling for his daughter and, and wife. The big thing though that separates it and the reason why it can't be in continuity with Justice League yeah. is that he clearly indicates that this yeah. was in the past. Like he, he traveled yeah. forward in time when he came here. And if that's the yeah. case, then he couldn't have been ca- captured as a child and then sent right. back to Mars. So, right. so clearly it's not in continuity. Tell me why me. Yeah. Yeah. We can't do that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, he, he gives Riddell the heart attack, which is, which is part of the, the Martian Manhunter canon. And then now he can't get home, um, which there's not a home for him to come back to anyways. So he's all depressed and he just kind of wanders the countryside invisible observing earth culture which is completely different he's like well the the thulacondrons came out of their caves and they had a society a lot like our martian one so um i liked a lot of this here but i kind of wanted to see what was going back on at in mars because that that was the story that you know the sickness that was going around and him being a crooked cop this just felt to go into regular martian manhunter territory right like yeah i mean and the first issue, though, some of that Mars stuff was the stuff that I hated, so... Yeah. You know, it's kind of a 50-50 thing where I kind of respect this was focused. There was no part of this issue that I thought was annoying to read. I liked the idea that he was honouring John Jones by wearing his yeah. face for a while, but then he got used to it and he kind of... He didn't want to take it away because yeah. he, he liked not having to hide. Even though he's still technically hiding who he is, yeah. he wasn't just invisible, floating around and, you know, being mm-hmm. kind of ghostly, essentially. So yeah. I kind of like that detail of it. Um, I do actually like this origin for from coming to Earth in the sense that it yeah. makes more sense that the Martian like civilization has been dead for a while. That's that's you know, mm-hmm. it, it makes no sense to me. I mean, I, I know they usually explain it with the like, various other things like oh they're cloaking or they're they're, hi- they're hidden yeah. or whatever. But it it makes it's more neat to me that at least since we've had like NASA, <laughs> that that yeah. Mars has been dead. You know, there's been no one on Mars. Yeah. It's been unpopulated. That makes more sense right. to me. So I, I like that better. Yeah. No, that's good. But yeah, I really liked him honoring John Jones, and that's why he took the body. And uh, I like that it was the Martian custom that you take the form of your loved one that's passed to honor them for, for a cycle, um, which here, I guess it's 10 days, um, which I thought was weird, but whatever. Uh, and then he takes Wait, down the serial weird? killer. Well, just the way that he said for a cycle, like... I'm yeah, but, pretty sure, like... Yeah, but Mars is further out, so 10 days is probably a Martian week. I guess. I just I hear cycle, and I think years, because you're making a cycle around the sun, right? All right. Yeah. So uh, I just... Unless a Martian day is 10 days our time, it spins slower. I don't know if that's true, though. I'm just... Yeah, I don't know. Because that, cause that would mean, be a cycle. That would be the, the planet spinning. Well, that's... A, that's another one. I just wish it was a little bit more clear. When he said a Martian cycle, like, did he mean... Maybe Orlando is just, is just assuming we know what the time difference is with how yeah. slow Mars spins. Yeah. I, I mean, that feels really slow. I probably I don't think it is, but I'm just making yeah. a guess. Yeah. But I do like how he... That, that serial killer with birds tied to his body. Um, that If anyone was meant to draw something like that, it, it's Riley Rosmo. Like, because that, that was all types of creepy. Um, and him taking out the serial killer... That was really cool because he, he becomes a monster. 
um, using his shape-changing powers. And and now him and Mead have to work together, whether they like it or not, to solve, you know, this mystery, um, which the issue kicked off with, um, with, the, with the poor girl. Yeah. I think she's having some experiment done on her. Yeah, it starts and ends. Yeah, it starts and ends with her, and she's, she's, got, yeah. she's got this like bubble on her head, and it's like pumping yep. gas into her and and whatnot. So, uh, um, and then and it looks like some other type of Martian thing is yeah, what's a, responsible. A red Martian. Yeah. Which I, I was only aware of the the white and the green. So. Oh, Matt's doing some giggling. He's, I he's, am. He's checking. Is this a pre-established thing? Red Martian DC is the first thing that comes up. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. Yep, it's one of the three. They seem nearly identical to Green Martians. Well, let's pull this up. Uh, yeah. So it's I'll not much is known about them as they only appeared in one issue of the Young Justice comic. Oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So. It's, it's funny because I, I, when I got to this I was like yeah Red Martians that sounds like something I've heard of even though yeah clearly they're not used as much as white or green uh, for obvious no. reasons but well, not obvious reasons but ob- just obviously it's not been used yeah. um, no this was an okay issue um, I, I wasn't in love with it I, I think uh, Rosmo's art still is hit and miss for me uh, it's so stylized but not necessarily in a way that appeals to me mm-hmm so that, that that's kind of there. It's kind of a hurdle to get over. Like, because this this was going to be the book that if I had to cut a second issue to like get all the books in, this would have probably been the the one that I cut second. I I almost didn't because we went to dinner last night and uh, there's a there's a local restaurant that's been open for for decades that's closing. So we went and we knew there was going to be a big rush like for mm. people trying to get in before it closes. So I brought it, but trying to read it in a crammed restaurant waiting area, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to read this by tomorrow. But luckily, I woke up early enough that mm. that I got it in. But yeah, this one was almost my my drop because again, I didn't know you were dropping Odyssey, so <laughs> someone had to fall on that grenade, though. Yes. Um, but yeah, and as much as I was enjoying the first two issues, the change of pace was a, a little bit like I know Martian Manhunter, and the reason I got excited for this book was the whole corrupt cop aspect of it. And I feel like three issues in, jumping to this where he hasn't really learned about you know being a good cop and wanting to take over for John Jones and stuff. That's where I thought it was going. So that's mostly on me. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to get back to the, the whole crooked cop aspect of this. And I don't know if we're going to get back to that. Well, yeah, here's the question though. Did he, did he get better? Did, you know, did, did he like turn over a new leaf while he was still on Mars or did he do that from right. learning on earth? Like it was the earth that changed his, right. his outlook. And, and that's what I kind of want to do. So like if this issue came six issues in, right. Instead of three, We'd have more time to kind of get a feel for that, um, but I thought like I felt like I missed an issue because of this just jumping to him coming to Earth. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's fine. If I'm rating it, I'm probably gonna give it a six point five um, or a seven. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a six point five. Yeah. It it's tough because I I don't think it's bad by any means. Like, yeah. I I get why people are into it, uh, but the art definitely drags it down for me a little bit. Um, yeah, I'll give it a six point five. I I, yeah. I don't I don't quite want to give it a seven. 
Um, although I'm, I don't know other people like it more than that later when we get to our, yeah. our end of week stuff. But but that takes on to our final book of the week, which is Freedom Fighters issue three, Robert Venditti writing with Eddie Barrows on the art. So after the very quick issue two, that was mainly the action sequence yep. of all of our heroes kind of like fighting uh, the bad yep. guys. This issue slows down a little bit and let's just set everything set everything up and we have this ship this uh, submarine that they've got the, the blue racer yeah. or blue tracer i think it was blue chaser that they're, they've got yeah. and they're hacking into systems they've got black condor flying around with an antenna on his back trying yeah. to use that to hack into things and he's getting shot yeah. at by their missiles and it's a fun sequence um i think this issue yeah. did a good, good job of like saying okay we're going to focus on really on just one character I him. mean, yeah, they kind of did, but we got his backstory and we got Phantom Ladies, which I really appreciate because we're seeing where they're coming from. Well, that's the thing. Um, I, I think we get a little bit of her, but it's definitely more focused on him. And I think yeah. we'll probably still get an issue that's maybe more leaned towards her as well of as the, other, the main yeah. group. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously we found that he had to escape from essentially the, the, the slave city uh, where, yeah. where his father is and all that. And... Yeah. She's like, yeah, I came from like a rich lawyer who worked for the Nazis, but like, you know, I have guilt too. So we're, you know, we have differences, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I'm not as yeah. equally valid to fight in this. Um, by the way, Phantom Lady has a kick-ass visor. She's got those those uh, shades. You you and your weird eye mask fixation. That big silver visor, I love it. She's got that. It's just like the Bret Hart glasses, but with silver instead of purple. Yeah. It's great. Um, no, I like that action sequence where he's taking out the the Nazi planes while they're they like they think it's just an attack the Nazis do, mm. but it turns out that they're they're infiltrating their signal and it cuts it so close and I felt like the pacing was really well handled there. Yeah, because I even had a sigh of relief when when the he he finally drops the the jet well, not the jet pack but the pack that has the antenna in it and the missiles blow it up. I thought that was real cool. Like. Just the way that that was all built. Yeah, it's a full page spread yeah. though. It's, it's a nice climax yeah. to that scene. Um, I also yeah. liked the earlier on in the scene when he's flying around and like he's he's dodging and like making mm-hmm. them hit themselves and all that. Uh, but the missiles, he actually like the, you know the guy in the the ship, the submarine, is like, hey, this is going slower down here. Like, um, like you're going to have to stall for a bit longer. And he's like, I was hoping you'd say that. Like, he's like, you can, yeah. you can feel that he's restless, been cooped up in a metal box, and he's like, no, I'm going to yep. fly around and like kill Nazis. Uh, yeah. so um, well that worked yeah yeah no uh, also we get, we get some uh, backstory on, on Hitler we get to see Hitler die as an old man we do um, yeah he's he basically he's he is convinced because it, it, it was back to that day in yep. the 60s when they took out all the, yep. the freedom fighters at the time and yep. he's like yes but did we get Uncle Sam he's like no well, Uncle Sam disappeared yep. but like we killed the spirit like you know America's done yeah. for he's like no 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 Uncle Sam is the American spirit if he's not truly dead then like there's a chance it'll come back and yep. he, he ends up like having a heart attack and dying right there and then. And yep. his son is sworn in as the new Fuhrer. And he yep. dismisses that Uncle Sam's a threat anymore, which presumably is about to come back and bite him in the ass in present day. Yep. So so that's uh, that's going on. But we find out there's an yeah, Adolf I... Hitler III. This is the thing. There's an Adolf yes. Hitler III who is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's complete psycho. He's the leader of the, the torture mm-hmm. section. Um. And and they also tease Overman, Overman, yeah. Superman, uh, of this, which I wonder if they're gonna have an Overgirl, too, um, like on on Crisis last year, for Supergirl. So 
Oh, Christ on Earth. Was that Christ on Earth X? Christ on Earth X, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, whew. But yeah, so they're teasing that. And they're like, well, no, first we'll let Addy, because that's what they call him. Of course, he has a, 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 a cute little name. Uh, we'll let Addy deal with it. And then if, if necessary, we'll get Overman involved. And I know from Solicits, Overman appears on one of the covers. <laughs> so it looks like it looked like Addy ain't getting the job done. Yeah, um, I mean, Addy seems kind of psychotic. He's torturing people. Um, I like the idea that Adolf Hitler is seconds. Like, oh no! I mean, this is a, this is kind of a wild card pulling at the the the, the yeah. you know the third, but desperate times, desperate measures. Wild card, bitches. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, uh, I I enjoyed this again though. Like, I was into this issue. Yeah. Like, Freedom Fighters. Yeah. I I I came into this like, oh, it's Vendetti. I don't know if I love the concept, and yeah. I'm like so into it. I don't know how this happened, but somehow... It just turns here. out that Viditti was never meant to write Flash. That's just, so far, that's the one thing of his I haven't enjoyed. So, um, and parts of, of his Howl and Pals, but whatever. For the most part, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know here, when, when they hack the system and they put the American flag all over the, the TVs... And it's playing uh, a song as well, right? Yeah, it's playing, um, is it God Bless America? Because that, that's what the Nazis want to want to take out. Yeah, by yeah. Irving Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's oh, it's so fun. It's a great alternate history, like book and what the Freedom Fighters I feel should be, and here yeah, when Uncle Sam shows up, should be a rip roaring time. Yeah, yeah. I imagine the spirit of Uncle Sam will eventually uh, mm-hmm. reveal himself. Uh, but yeah, so what are we rating it then, I guess? I'm going to give it an 8. I, I really enjoyed the majority of it. I'm trying to think of some natives. There's not too many. I just, Eddie Burrow's art's kind of, I don't want to say hit or miss, but the action sequences look really, really good. And some of the, like, the more dialogue where people are standing, you can tell he just kind of, he just puts it on there. Uh, it doesn't seem as inspired. I don't know, that visor looked great. Our, our, our perfectly yeah. fine by me. So... No, I, I, I will agree with the eight. I'm surprised with how much I'm enjoying this. I think this did a good job because I think the first two issues, the first issue was mainly set up of what the world is with the big ending of them showing up. The second issue was all action. This issue, it was it was time to start like, get, letting us get to know who these main characters are because up until now, we've not, I mean, we've got names and that's it. So I like that it's starting to do that and we're getting a feel for who they are. So it does that quite well for Black Condor and then the Hitler, the third and second stuff is, is quite interesting. So... I am I am into it, so eight out of ten. Yeah, I so don't like I just looked at that page where it's Adolf Hitler three. Mm. Like it's the movie. Like <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, so that actually takes us on to the part, final part of the show where we pick our favourite stuff of the week. We do a panel slash moment, we do art, we do a cover, and we do top five books of the week. And given that there's thirteen books this week, top five means something. <laughs> there's means so much a lot. Not, Yeah, there's so much not making it in. Uh, so what's your panel slash moment, Matt? So mine's from um, Heroes in Crisis, but I'm not sure which one I want to go with because there was a couple. So I'm going to look back at them as if that's the one I want to go with. Yeah, it is. It's going to be the, the page where uh, we see Wally get zapped uh, with Booster and then Harley comes behind. And that mm. whole sequence I really enjoy it because it completely changes the way that Heroes in Crisis works. But but a close runner up to that was the the Harley in 
Ivy page where they're in the room and they're holding hands and it's all very intimate and I think really nicely done. Yeah. Um, I think my panel, this is, this is a tough one, so many books, but I, I think I'm going to go with Wonder Woman. I'm going to go with the hug. I, I think I'm going yeah. with the hug with Kale. That's a good one. Um, I, th- I think I wasn't expecting it to work. I think, you know, because the page ends with her hugging her and then you turn the page and she actually breaks down and starts crying. And I was like, mm. you know what? This is, this is, this is, this is working for me. I'm into this. Yeah. Uh, the emotional beat hit for me. So, yes. uh, all right. So what is your cover of the week? Ooh, this one, this one's tough because there's a lot, there's just a lot of books to choose from. There's a lot of books to choose from. Yes. Like, um, I do like the Shazam variant, mm-hmm. but I also like the action variant. Um, but Heroes in Crisis, because you know that that's that character right there. I don't know if you know that that Pete. That's um, Saturn Girl on that cover. <laughs> Just wanted to clear that. That, up. that is a, a callback to a website who claimed that was Saturn Girl on the cover. Yeah. yeah. So silly sausages. Um, actually, you know what? Uh, I'm going to make it the action regular cover just because you have all those agents surrounding Jimmy and Jimmy standing on the, the, the S-Shield. I, I was actually going to um, say that. I was going to say the regular action cover. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's really good. Uh, best art line of the week. Yeah. Uh, mine's going to be the, the trifecta of artists on Shazam because I feel like, like what you had pointed out of King Kid story, mm-hmm. trying to, to gain trust of Mary by being the same artist. I think that's, I didn't pick up on that until you brought it up. And that, I think that's a really smart way to use separate artists. And just Eaglesham looked really good. A lot of the, like, there's so much at work there. You have that Tron City, you have the animal people, you have all fun lands. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to Shazam. Yeah, I think for me, it's between that and action with Epting. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a toss up. I think I, I think I'll go with action, but okay. I love what they did with with Shazam though, with the 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 other artist uh, Neo. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'll go with action overall. Uh, Epstein's art's just fantastic. I, I think it's it's playing to his strengths, even though it's a Superman story. Is that yeah. we've it's got all these dark stuff. espionage stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's really cool. Um, all right, so. Best top five of the book, top five of the week, rather, if I can speak properly. Uh, what's yeah, your top yeah. five, Matt? So, so number one is action, number two is Shazam, number three is Heroes in Crisis, number four is Sideways, and number five is Freedom Fighters. You did that far too quick, Matt. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> my number one is Action Comics. My number two is Shazam. My number three is Wonder Woman. My number four is <sighs> terrific. Sir Conrad, this is why this is why you order them beforehand. Yeah. Number five is probably Silencer. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm looking at the ones that stuck out. Although Freedom Fighters is got a case for it actually um but mm-hmm. you know 
Because uh, because the, the ones I'm looking at that are definitely not making it are like Heroes in Crisis, Flash, Detective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Batgirl's not too far behind, but I, I, I you know, there's just there's enough books that I'd rated a bit higher. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I think I got that. So. Um, yeah. So action. Uh, Shazam, Wonder Shazam. Woman. Um, terrific silencer. I think I think that's what I'm going with. So. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's the top five of the week. And obviously, I always ask on Twitter, but I remember at least uh, <laughs> for for our followers and whoever wants to chime in for their favorite books of the week. I will tell you that almost every answer um, was either Action Comics or Martian Manhunter. Wow. I know. I know. So so one agrees with us. The other one, uh, obviously, clearly, there's a bunch of people who like Martian Manhunter more than me do, which yeah. is cool. That's fine. Different opinions, all that. Uh, yeah. So. You know, I mean, oh, I mean, it feels weird to even bother saying that talking Superman's, but yeah, he's, it's action, baby. Never seen <laughs> such a seamless blend of Superman and espionage. It's yeah. action, baby. That's how he opened that. I feel like he's a bit biased, though. I mean, his name is talking right. Superman. Just, just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, but that's what people say about me too. Yeah. Uh, at T underscore Van Forty Eight, either Martian Manhunter or Action Comics. I like the way Martian Manhunter retold Jean's origin story. Uh, the added respect it gave Jean for John Jones was really cool. Action was a bit more of a setup issue, but I like what it's setting up. Uh, and then we also have at Jason underscore Arden. Uh, I really enjoy Martian Manhunter issue three. Loved the retelling of John's arrival on Earth. Oh, sorry, John's. Well, he said John's, but I'm I'm going to correct it with John. Uh, they are explained uh, his partner's viewpoint well, uh, making both viewpoints relatable. Yeah, that's fair. And then at uh, that uh, Scott Revels, I I, I missed I I mispronounced his name a couple of episodes ago, <laughs> which he pointed sure. out. Um, uh, Action Comics. It's a thriller that uh, I'm really interested. Uh, sorry, really invested in. Uh, I didn't read anything Superman before Bendis. He was the big blue, boring Boy Scout. Calm down, Matt. <laughs> Calm down. Now he's so much fun to read. Bendis hasn't misstepped at all for me so far. Horrible mention to Sideways, going to miss Derek. Yeah, as we are too. That's like, that dude's like the complete polar opposite of Connor. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. always reading Superman until Bendis. Yeah, uh. complete opposite. Uh, but uh, thanks to anyone who answered the question. And uh, just keep a lookout every week for the tweet going out the night before, uh, and give us what your favourite books of the week were. But uh, that is that. So I will now tell you what is coming next week, and I'll tell you this, Matt. It's a lot less than it came this week. Uh, so uh, unless something else has changed, Doomsday Clock issue nine is supposed to be next week. It is. Yeah, it's, it's listed here. Doomsday Clock nine is next week. Holy crap! It's happening. Yeah. Brace yourselves. But also next week is Batman 66, Justice League 19, The Green Lantern Issue 5, Green Arrow 50, the final issue of Green Arrow. Uh, we have Young mm. Justice Issue 3. We also have Adventures of the Super Sons Issue 8. I think we're trying Female Furies Issue 2 as well. Yep. Also out next week that we will not be covering for sure is Deathstroke 41, Curse of Brimstone Issue 12, which is the final issue of that, Harley Quinn 59, and Suicide Squad Black Files Issue 5, uh, as far as I can tell. So. Yeah. So that's next week's uh, show. Oh, much more manageable. Much more manageable, yes. I mean, even week four next month's not nowhere near as well. Actually, yeah. <laughs> one, two, three. Jesus, come on! Why does Dial H for Hero have to be added onto that week? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, at least Odyssey's gone. I could take that away. <laughs> 
Um, I will Sprinkle, say blah blah blah. So mad. The one, the one interesting thing though about the next week four is that Detective Comics one thousand will have its own episode. So uh, at least that's not on that show. So that's that's at least a good good thing. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be that'll be out earlier in the week than we get the regular episode out, folks. If you're looking, yeah. looking forward to that, just like we did action last year. Uh, I think the plan is to record that on the Thursday, but uh, we'll yeah. we'll keep you appraised of the situation when we get there. Uh, so yeah, that's what's coming. Uh, what's coming next week. Uh, so you can, of course, let us know what you thought of the books in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. All of that helps out as there's rating us on your podcast apps of choice. But if you really want to support us in a big way, you can go over to Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. You get access to some bonus stuff, especially at the five dollar tier. You get access to the monthly episode that me and Connor do. Uh, the last one we did was the first Grant Morrison trade of Doom Patrol. Uh, which was a 16-issue beast and took us a while to get through. Uh, the next one coming up was the winner of a vote. Every so often we put them up for a vote for our patrons. And the winner was Batman Court of Owls. So that's the next one that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're doing the, the, the Jeff John Shazam story from New 52 uh, as the one after that so to tie in with the movie. So uh, that's the next stuff coming up. But we've got like 15 of those episodes now up there. Uh, we've been doing that for about a year and a half. First, well, yeah, not quite that, but close to that now. Uh, so there's a backlog of episodes to check out if you if you do join up um, but yeah so go have a look at Patreon you can buy some merchandise as well there's links in the description to both the US and the UK store you get yourself a constant multiverse hat or hoodie or t-shirt and you can flaunt it or all of them or all of them <laughs> yes um, if you really feel like splashing out uh, but otherwise uh, that, is, that is us so Matt any final thoughts words no Oh, your mic's gone. I mean, buy merch. Yeah. Per- perfect time for your mic to go. Oh, there he is. He's fixed it up. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics, guys. And always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.